CMB, we in the building. Swag yeah. out. I always trap when I hit the club. Niggas give me dap. Bitches give me hooks and send some pay. Niggas be mugging me, you know I'm mugging back. Niggas be mugging me, you know I'm mugging back. Yes, sir. Check me out, look. 26 inches, bitch, I'm sitting crooked. Old school Chevy faster than the silver bullet. Strawberry paint, seeds vanilla pudding. Welcome back to the No Clue Podcast, episode 76. We are back. Can you believe it's been 76? Uh, honestly, no. <laughs> I know, right? It's crazy. Every time I look at the number, I'm like, damn. <laughs> right. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Mike. I'm Tyler. Welcome. Uh, let's let's cover some of the sports. It's been a little minute. Yeah, you want to do football first, right? Yeah, let's knock out the week. What was it, six? Yeah. In- interesting think, week. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Not a lot of interesting games, but interesting interesting wins. I yeah, say. I think the, the last two weeks have kind of been... Uh, some some teams have kind of been getting exposed. Yeah. Some teams are kind of coming back into it. Uh, it's been interesting. Football, that's, that's why football is so entertaining. Yeah. Because some of these teams will look like they're unbeatable and then they get spanked, you know, by whoever... Yeah, any given Sunday. Right. Yeah. We're trying to think what game to start with. Obviously, I didn't really, I didn't watch every game. I only saw. Uh, let's go Cowboys first. Okay. Since they're, uh, since it's panic time in Dallas, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Since uh, <laughs> Sam Darnold went off. You know what pissed me off? This is I hate the. This is why one of the reasons I hate the Cowboys. Uh-huh. It was uh, there was only I think three, two or three games in Sunday afternoon, mm-hmm. and the game I wanted to watch was Rams and Forty ers Right. Uh, but of course, uh, Fox Sports in my area was like, no, you you got to watch the Cowboys. <laughs> Which is well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I, I honestly, I only ended up watching them by default because they were on TV. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'll watch a half, and and you know that'll be it. The Cowboys will be up a lot; they'll be fine. Yeah. And that's not what happened. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. You know, they had the excuse of losing to good teams. Mm-hmm. But losing to the Jets, I mean, their quarterback just came back off mono. Oh, is that where he was? Yeah. Dude, <laughs> yeah. if you've ever seen if you've ever been around anybody who's come off of mono, like do you notice how much weight they lose? I had mono in my um I want to say my junior year. I missed like 3 games. Yeah. It's tough, man. It is, yeah. Yeah. It's and a- you don't have a lot of energy. Right. Yeah. And he came out and Darnold to his credit came out there and was was just dotting them up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, every time outside of that interception he threw, which was pretty bad, mm-hmm. uh, he was essentially flawless. Yeah. He and he barely got touched. Right. But yeah. he made he made so many throws, and I don't know any of the Jets receivers. Uh, mm-hmm. And he was just making great throws all over the field. 
Yeah, and um, Le'Veon didn't even really receive much. Right. Yeah. Uh, what, what's the what's the number one issue coming out of this game for the Cowboys though? I've been I've been bashing Jason Garrett nonstop the last you know two three weeks. Yeah. But I honestly don't even feel like criticizing him today because, I mean, we know what he is. Yeah. Uh, and and for the first, I've kind of been defending Dak, pretty much the whole season. Yeah, uh, but I I can't, man. I how do you lose to the Jets? His his receiver choices weren't very good this time, and I don't. That could be coaching too. But if it was Dak, he did a really bad job choosing receivers. He was just throwing it to guys that shouldn't be catching it. Like he was going to Witten, like when Witten clearly shouldn't have been throwing the ball. Yeah. Um. It was just, it was just bad decisions. It was bad decision making for sure on Dak's part. This game to me. Yeah, he didn't. Again, this is another one of those games where he doesn't elevate them. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't. They don't go as Dak Prescott goes. They go whether they're healthy and whether they have energy to come out. You know, to start the game. Right. Which you know the fact that they came out flat for the third week in a row. Just, just further proves my point that they're not well coached, right? And you saying, you know, everybody saw the clip of the the guys ignoring Jason Garrett as he's trying to high five them. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it doesn't get any more obvious than that. Yeah, they had the fourth down, and it was what was it, fourth and two, and they run like a quarterback counter to the left mm-hmm. or whatever that play was, and I'm like, are you kidding me? Dak Prescott can't make a two-yard throw? <laughs> right. And, and Ezekiel Elliott finally had a good game, and on fourth down, you say, nah, forget our, you know, best-paid running back. Right. Honestly, there's so much blame to go around. I mean, their defense has been... the Again, you, you, can't, you just can't get dotted up by Sam Darnold. Right. Like, we don't know if he's good or bad, uh, but to just... To let him look like Brett Favre, to let him look like Peyton Manning, like are you are you serious? Yeah, and they didn't make him look like a superstar. Yeah, and and Cowboys used to be a run first football team. I mean, this one game has announcers talking about the Jets are going to be all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now that Darnold's back, the Jets are going to be just fine. <laughs> they're I, I'm not sold. I think they are still bad. I know, but I mean, I think the Cowboys just like—that's how good the Cowboys made them look right. to other people, right? Yeah, and it's like, honestly, I was I was kind of keeping an eye on the the games on Sunday, yeah. And dude, they have taken Ezekiel Elliott out of being a top tier running back. Zeke, yeah, like yeah. he has not to me. Even he had like a hundred something yards against the Jets. But he yeah. hasn't had a game this season where I look when I look at him and I'm like he's the best running back in the league. Yeah, he's not been, at all. Barkley was playing better than him. Uh, yeah. Kamara has been playing better than him. Yep. Chris Carson for the the Seahawks has been better than him. Mm-hmm. The the Packers guy that I was laughing about before the season started has been better than him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's been a countless running backs. Uh, 49ers Jones. running backs. The um, who am I missing? The Nick Chubb has been better than him. Yeah, 
I'm, it's just it's insane. And I don't know who to blame more. I mean, part of that is on him, but the Cowboys have just... They come out flat. They can't get any stops. And now you're asking a mediocre quarterback to throw the ball Mm -hmm. and save you. And it's like you're setting yourself up for failure. Yeah. And do you think it's... Do you think it's um, coaching why uh, Zeke can't get loose? Can't have a good game? Okay. I think it is. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming it's not 100% coaching. Uh, but I mean, they—they're so—they got back to being boring. Well, let me ask you this: Do you think it's play calling, or do you think it's uh, player management? I think it's become play calling. Okay. Like all that fancy shit and all that—all those exciting quick plays that they were running against the Giants and the Redskins <laughs> and the Dolphins. Yeah. All that shit is gone. Mm-hmm. They—they they got back to like trying to just bully the ball up the middle. And it's like, like Zeke is so much more than just like a power running back, right? And they are using him he, like he's a fullback, right? And it <laughs> make, doesn't doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, and to me, I think because Kellen Moore was doing such a good job early in the year, it, it goes back to Jason Garrett. Yeah. So I mean, I just there's no excuse to lose to the Jets. I, I mean, my God. Do you think Garrett makes it to the end of the season? I think, uh, I think if they get killed by the Eagles, yeah, he should be let go on Monday. <laughs> on the flight back. On the flight. Who who's the guy that just got fired at like five in the morning? It was like a college coach, I want to say. Yeah, I think I did hear about that. Yeah. Yeah. It, same shit. Bring him in. Wake him up nice and early. Get him in the office. And be like, look, you did great. It's it's time to go. Yeah. I mean, dude, I got you. Jerry Jones has fired legendary coaches. Yeah. That that just doesn't make any sense to me. You're willing to fire legendary coaches because you can't get along with with them even though they're winning. He fired Parcells, right? Yeah, he Parcells, Johnson, uh Barry Switzer. I don't think he was that good of a coach, but he won a Super Bowl. Mhm. Like but you keep Jason Garrett. <laughs> yeah. All right, moving on. Um, who you want to talk about next? Rams. Um. Yeah, they're they're kind of falling apart. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's not much to say. I know they signed uh, Ramsey, or they traded for him. I mean, but yeah, that's I, gonna be big though for their defense. But their offense is the one having issues. Yeah. It just... Yeah, they're they're kind of a mess. I, I really don't... I haven't been watching the, their last couple games. Uh, so I don't know, like, what exactly is the problem, but... 78 yards? They're just getting worse and worse offensively. How does Goff only get 78 yards? I don't know. I mean, the 49ers were on his ass. Apparently so. 49ers, this is probably a hot take, but I think they have the best pass rush in the league right now. Oh, yeah? I haven't seen any of their, like, I haven't seen them play at all. I've seen I, a couple clips. I watched clips, them but... beat down the, the Browns. Oh, okay. But, I mean, they, they have so many, like, they have so many guys who were drafted, like, two or three years ago. Mm-hmm. So, you know, now, now that they're 
now that they're emerging as good players, they kind of they hit like uh, a hot streak at the right time. Yeah, and they're well coached. Right. Yeah. That that'll do a lot for a young team if you're well coached. Garoppolo has been a solid game manager. Obviously, I I still don't trust him. I don't know. I wouldn't expect anybody to really trust him, but mm-hmm. he's been fine. Yeah. Uh, but they have a lot of talent. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see where they go with it. I mean, it seems like <laughs> it seems like they've just been kind of overlooked all this time. Yeah. Nobody really expected them to. I mean, it's, nobody expected them to be undefeated at this point. Right. Uh, but yeah, dude, I don't know how Goff threw for only seventy-eight yards. I mean, That's... we were just roasting Baker for getting what a hundred. Yeah. Goff is who's been throwing the ball like 60 times a game. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, I, Super Bowl hangover, I guess. I'm glad Kyle Shanahan is doing well. I like. I was a Mike Shanahan fan, low key. Yeah. Um. He was one of. The, I mean, he. I won't call him a legend, but he was a really, really good coach. So. Yeah. I, I get it. Yeah, and for Goff to go down to how many how many throws did he have this game? 24. Okay. <laughs> Come on, man. I don't know, man. The the Rams, the Rams have been like offense has been their main problem, but they've gotten killed defensively certain weeks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm hoping Ramsey helps. But I'm. Where has their pass rush been? Like That's Aaron a good Donald, question. Aaron Donald is supposed to be the best lineman in the game, and they have not gotten really any pressure on quarterbacks. I know. Yeah. So I don't know what's going on over there, but I think I still have faith in them to to sneak in the playoffs. Uh, but I mean, ne- next couple weeks are going to be very telling for them. Yeah. Yeah. All right, who's next? I I gotta. I tried watching Sunday night. I don't know if you knew who played Sunday night. It's, it's probably the worst ma- like Sunday night primetime game of the season for me. Just, it was the Steelers game? Yeah, Steelers Chargers. Before the game even started, I was like, "Why is this game on primetime?" Right. I mean, if Big Ben was playing, I get it. Yeah. But the Steelers are a total mess. <laughs> and what's crazy is the Chargers came out and honestly in the first quarter and a half they looked like the Dolphins. <laughs> yeah. They looked like the Dolphins with Josh Rosen at quarterback. It, yep. it was just I mean, Philip Rivers got back to the 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 meme of him wearing his helmet backwards. <laughs> is Philip Rivers a Hall of Famer? I mean, watching Sunday night, I was like, hell no. <laughs> My God, dude, the Chargers were so bad. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you're getting killed similar to, like, how do you, you can't lose to the bottom feeders. You can't, not only can you not lose, but you were getting it killed 21-0. And then, <laughs> then Rivers gets into a fight mid-game out of nowhere. I quit watching at halftime. I couldn't. I couldn't. Have, I couldn't finish that well, game. It was twenty-one nothing. 
Uh, Steelers I, were up twenty-one nothing at half. I think, honestly, I think at one point they were up twenty-four to zero. Oh yeah, yeah, they were. Yeah, and, and, and Chargers had seventeen fourth quarter points. I mean, it was too way too little, too late, and it was just it was awful to see. And I'm really getting tired of Melvin Gordon talking about he wants more touches. Are you kidding me? 18 yards on eight touches. Are you kidding? They're giving you the ball. You're going down before defensive players are even touching you. And you want more touches? That's crazy. Dude, who are you? I've I've never seen you have 100 yards rushing. Right. I'm sure he has. Whatever. Like, I'm. Sh- he's not an awful running back. But the fact that he's been carrying himself this whole season like a top three running back. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, you haven't done anything. Right. And the Chargers, I mean, I roasted them a week or two ago, but it was just, it was embarrassing. Yeah. It was honestly embarrassing. I wanted, I wanted like a high school situation where everybody's playing bad, so you just bench the whole starting lineup. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I wanted to see from the Chargers Sunday night. I was like, dude, just put in the, the preseason guys. Put in mm-hmm. the fucking special teams players, cause this is an this is embarrassing. Yeah. Chargers were supposed to be like a top five AFC team this year. Yeah, I mean there were some oh, people's uh, picks for the Super Bowl this year. Yeah. And last year, of course, but this year they thought they were ready. Oh well. My God. <laughs> well, who do they have next week? I could check. Let's see. I don't know, but I, oh, I don't trust them. No, well, if they can't beat the Titans, they might as well call it a wrap for the season. I agree. One, if they're one and five, nah, it's over. Or two and five, it's over. It's over. Because then they have to play Green Bay, Kansas yeah. City. Oh, yeah. L, L. Kansas City again. Yeah, that's two L's right there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Dolphins, by the way, lost on purpose this past weekend, and nobody cared. <laughs> I just want to point that out. Yeah, I saw that. that I saw that, people talking about it. It, but it wasn't like a big deal, you right? Know? Like when yeah. Philly, when Philly, the Seventy Sixers were like, you know, atrocious with Carter Williams. <laughs> Yeah. Like, people were getting mad talking about, like, man, forget the process. Like, forget tanking. This shit is whack. You cannot tell me watching that two-point conversion, the Dolphins were not trying to lose that game. (laughs) Well, you know, they were, like... (laughs) The fact that they went for it. (laughs) They were competing for who was going to be better at tanking. Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. They, they They benched Rosen and Fitzpatrick brought them back. Yeah, it's twelve or eighteen. It's such a messy game, and and you could clearly see that that Redskins and Dolphins are the two worst teams in the league. Yeah, it's just it's really obvious. Fitzpatrick has got named starter again. Yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. That's wild. Uh, that 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 was really crazy to me. Like, the, just he he hikes it and just throws it to the left. And it's like the the running back doesn't even catch the ball, and there was yeah. by the, if he if he had caught the ball he would have gotten killed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was such a terrible play. Yep. Uh, but what else? What, what else did I see from this weekend? Um, 
Russell Wilson MVP? Yeah, he jumped in the lead. <laughs> yeah. Worth the Browns. Yeah. It it just looked like older, more seasoned players were playing against the Browns. And I, I know not all of them are older, but it just seemed like, and I guess it was really because of Russell, but it just seemed like a much more methodical, like prepared team just yeah. beat them, just straight up beat them. It wasn't like they got killed. And the Browns really didn't play that bad. Mayfield played bad. They had a big lead, right? It was like 20 to 6 or something. Um, yeah. It wasn't like an insane lead, but but they they were up by multiple scores. Yeah, yeah. And I think it was Wil- 20 to 6. Yeah, Wilson was awesome, but uh, Carson was the one who impressed me this past game. Yeah, 124 he, he's yards. Been, he's been great for almost like 2 years for them. Yeah. Uh but I really like he catches the ball, he breaks tackles, he's he could be elusive, he could be a power back, like he's he's a good player. Yep. Lockett played good. They just they just played better. I also Mayfield like the the still... receiver, the uh, Metcalf, the big guy. Yeah, DK. Yeah. yeah he's yeah. they were talking about he can't catch the ball. I don't know what they're what they were saying about that. Yeah, but he's, he's He's making like Julio Jones catches on down the sideline and shit. He's one of the better receiving rookies to me this year. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I can't think of another rookie who's had as as big of an impact. Right, I think um, the Ravens have have one that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, Brown, right, Hollywood Brown, I think. Yeah, he's been playing well, but yeah. you know, um, yeah, the Mayfield is still is he leading the league in interceptions? Yes. Okay. <laughs> he has more picks than Jameis Winston, who threw, what was it, five this past week? Yeah. Sunday morning. Chubb and Odell should just go out there by themselves and play. <laughs> you might as well put Odell at quarterback. I know. Odell will probably, I'm sure he'll throw less interceptions. You know what's what's crazy is this was the game. Baker has no excuse. Yeah. Like, Dak Prescott didn't have Amari Cooper, so, you know, I get it. And and Dak Prescott was getting his ass whooped all night. Mm-hmm. So, I get it. Not that, not that that gives you an excuse to play bad, but at least there's an explanation for it. But with Baker Mayfield, I don't think he took a sack. No, he didn't. Dude, maybe he took one, but, like, he really wasn't getting pressured. He didn't take any. Zero on the stats. Baker, I'm tired of seeing you in the commercials and you're fucking trash when you're out there. <laughs> yeah. Like watching him against Russell Wilson, I was like, damn, he can never be that good. Never. <laughs> like it's like over. I don't know I don't know what his ceiling is, but he it's supposed to be Russell Wilson. Probably Phillip Rivers. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my I remember God. it was Brett Favre when he first <laughs> won the Heisman. He just stole Lamar Jackson's second Heisman, by the way. Yeah. Just stole it. I mean, <laughs> in Oklahoma, dude, Oklahoma needs to stop. Like, there has to be an asterisk beside Oklahoma quarterbacks winning Heisman trophies. Yeah, because their team is always fire. Yeah, and their coach is OD. Like, every time I watch Oklahoma, their quarterbacks throw to wide-open players. Yeah, they do. Like, bro, if you protect me, I could throw it to wide-open players. 
and Lamar Jackson was breaking records, and I can't name any other player from Louisville ever. Not one. <laughs> and there's one in the league, and he is on defense. So it's it's crazy to me. Uh, Darnold in the, his one game against the Cowboys showed me more than Baker ever has. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yes. And I I mean I hate being that guy who, you know, judges too much off of one game. Mm-hmm. But Darnold was controlling the game in a way even I never saw Baker do it last year. But if, yeah, if you watched that one game of Darnold and watched any one game of Baker this year, it was clear who the better player is. Dude, Baker is thirty second in QBR. <laughs> There's only thirty two teams, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So he's dead last. Like, dude, are you kidding me? That is a... Tr- and some of the... Like, the picks is just is getting out of hand. It is. Throw, throw the ball away. Take a hit. What are you doing? Yeah, it, it's really crazy. It's really, I'm, I'm really call- crazy. Dude, if he has another game or two like this, I'm calling for his job. I mean, honestly, there's legitimate... How many legitimate- more does, he, does it take? Exactly. There's legit claim to call for his job right now. Yeah, it is. I mean, he's been... You can make a case. We said this last week. He's potentially the worst starting quarterback in the NFL so far this year. He's not even... He's not even ranked for passing touchdowns. He hasn't been able to get Odell one touchdown. Like, I think one is all he has for the whole year. Yeah, I think he has one. Yeah. He almost threw for one before (laughs) before he got a... You know, actually received one. That's crazy, man. For Odell not to have at least six touchdowns this year is ridiculous. And and Baker's like, he's throwing the ball to all these random guys. And it's like, with Dak, Dak, his receivers kind of let him down some of the time. Yeah. But Baker was throwing to no-name receivers and he was making bad throws to no-name receivers. Yeah. I'm like, dude, you expect them to cat? They're not Gronkowski. They're not, like, you know, Randy Moss. You got to put it in the fucking hands. Yeah. You're throwing off target, expecting these guys to make great plays. I mean... I don't even just... know I don't even know how guys, like, get the energy to play with, with Baker now. How At does, this point, I, I don't understand. How does he look so much smaller than Kyler Murray, even though he's essentially bigger than him? Because he's scared. <laughs> I mean, it's it's just it's been bad, man. He's I don't see any of the things that people hyped about him. Of course not. Like I don't see any. It of doesn't that. exist. They just made it up, man. Like he's, it's just hype. I feel bad for Cleveland, man. Like, the Brown, the Browns at least deserve to, you know, compete and be like a real, a good football team. Nick Chubb is playing his heart out every night, dude. They they got uh, who's the running back who's coming back? Uh, from Kansas City, they got him. Uh, Kareem Hunt. Oh yeah, yeah. He's not. Yeah, that's right. I wouldn't even start Kareem Hunt. Of course with not. The way Chubb has been playing. Chubb's been playing. Out of his mind. Chubb has been their best offensive player. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Like, I, I don't notice Odell because you got a garbage quarterback who can't get him the ball. 
Right. Eli would at least have gotten him five touchdowns this year. And like Baker's he's not even like a gunslinger who's making mistakes. He's and just playing poor football. <laughs> Chubb is second in rushing yards in the league. And he's only eleven behind McCaffrey. That's crazy. And you got Baker throwing the ball thirty plus times or twenty five plus times. Yeah, and Chubb is only eleven off of the lead in the league. The Vikings the Vikings won this year, uh their first game with Kirk Cousins throwing ten passes. Mm-hmm. Browns should take notes. <laughs> and honestly, they they've been coached just as poorly as the Cowboys have been. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, but it's for different reasons. Like the yeah. Cowboys, they're not putting all their trust in someone who clearly isn't doing their job. Right. Like the Browns are. The Browns are choosing to trust to trust Baker and Baker is not you know not getting the job done let it go it's okay and there's trade rumors for Odell now wow I mean they should let go ahead and let Odell go stop wasting his time yeah for sure if anything get an you got rid of an offensive lineman get an offensive lineman back yeah because apparently zero sacks is still too much pressure for Baker right Apparently, we got to just stack the fucking, bo- you know, stack the pocket with just pure protection. Right. Give him a year. And you got to protect him in a way that he could see down the field. Because Honestly, I've never heard of a quarterback being too small to see over his line. There's been smaller quarterbacks. Like Kyler Murray just threw. For, he, he has three games this year where he threw for 300 plus yards. Has Baker done that at all this year? Uh, one time against the the Ravens. Oh, okay. Yeah. But uh, and that was and again that was Chubb's game. Chubb had like 200 yards that game, so I don't care yeah. about Baker's yards. Yeah. And, oh, and, in the Jets, he did it against the Jets, and that was when, that was the when Odell went crazy, had yeah. like, you know, 160 yards yeah, or something. And this, that was the Jets' first game with Luke Falk at quarterback. Right. The other thing is, uh, back to Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray is playing for Arizona, who's trash. Yeah. Who's utter tra- Their best receiver is, what, 38? <laughs> He's almost 40 years old. Yeah. And Kyler Murray is putting up buckets for Arizona, who has an off- a terrible line, no weapons, and are a poorly run organization. And Kyler Murray is finding a way to be successful. Yeah. Baker has been put in a position to be successful and he's been god awful. Yeah. I mean, what else do you need to see? Imagine if Lamar Jackson was in his position. Oh my god. <laughs> Browns would be undefeated. <laughs> Easy. Do, Kobe, do any of the quarterbacks they'd be undefeated? Anyone any of them from that draft? Right. Yeah. All right. Um Uh is there any any other games more important than the Texans and Chiefs? Um, I thought Monday night's game was a pretty big deal. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Alright, let's go let's go Texans and Chiefs first. And then okay. go there. Um two out of the three MVP candidates at this point. Um Watson and Mahomes. Yep. Uh man. It was a lot of it was a lot of big plays, a lot of good – it was a lot of highlights this game Yeah. Um, for those guys. Uh, what would you think? 
Um, I'm I'm not gonna lie. I didn't realize Deshaun Watson was as good as he is. <laughs> like yeah. he's like he's had you know huge games. You remember when he killed Seattle like his rookie year? Yeah. Uh, he's had he had huge games last year. He had huge games. Who did he just kill like a week or two ago? Um, the Rams. No, the Chargers. The Chargers. Oh, he had three hundred. Oh no, he got the Rams too. Yeah, that's right. Rams. He had four hundred plus. Cooking the Rams. And the Chargers. He had three fifty. So. Jesus. <laughs> he's but, been working. Uh, he, he's been really good. Like he, he threw a couple picks against uh, Kansas City, but I actually, I think he's been doing a good job of not turning the ball over. Yeah. Uh, and, he doesn't and have just, a lot of weaknesses. Yeah, he's a better. He's a way better pocket quarterback than I thought he was. Yeah. Like, I thought he was kind of a more accurate Lamar Jackson when he was coming out. Uh-huh. Uh, but he's really not. He's, he's no, almost yeah. more of a pocket quarterback than a runner, if anything. Yeah, he's he's almost... He reminds me a little bit of Russell sometimes. A little yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, he has a cannon for an arm, too. He does, yeah. He has, like, that Mahomes, you know, you let him go, he'll just fling it 50 yards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but the the Chiefs the Chiefs got to stop the run. I mean, my God, they're they're getting killed by the run in this game so far. They are. Uh, Their defense it, is not doing well. I I don't care how good Mahomes is if if he can't get on the field. I mean, you're not gonna win. Right. And I'm shocked because they upgraded at like three, four different positions in the off season, and their defense has almost been worse. Yeah. I think, I mean, in the long run, I think they'll be fine uh, because they're so stacked. Tyreek Hill looks lethal. Yep. Uh, but, I mean, you can't get in a shootout with Brady and let them run the ball. If you let if you let Tom Brady in the AFC Championship game, if you let him hand the ball off to whatever running back they got, yeah, and he gets, you know, 100, 150 yards, you're not winning. Right. So they they they're gonna have to figure it out. I yeah. don't know how they do that, but yeah, they they, they put so much pressure on Mahomes' shoulders with be, yeah. being so rocky. In, in the last there. couple games, yeah. the other teams have done a good job of getting to Mahomes. They've yeah. put pressure on him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's been a little bit limited with the ankle injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm I'm not worried about the Chiefs. I think they'll be fine. Yeah. All right. Um, okay, Lions and Packers. Man, what a mess of a game. <laughs> yeah. Stafford has found a way to, like, be such a steady, steadily mediocre. Like, yep. not me. Mediocre might not be the word, but he's just consistently average, slightly above average. But average, like he, he doesn't do a lot of highlights, not a lot of highlights from his games. He just, you know, gets the job done, steady. Stafford reminds me of Philip Rivers. Yeah, I can see that because that's uh, what Rivers has done, and usually it's when Rivers has a super a superstar receiver or running back where he actually has a highlight. Yeah, like when he had um, uh, Megatron. No, um, no. When Rivers had LT. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 
and you know it was highlights every night. But of course, when LT left, there was no highlights, but he was still productive. That's I could see that. Yeah, they're the same. Comes to that for sure. I just the Lions. I think the Lions. Uh, they've had a, like a tough year because mm-hmm. they tying against the Cardinals was was a really bad. I mean, that's a loss to me. Yeah, I can see uh, that. I get because, that. and this, I mean, the refs are really bad. I mean, it's that's two games you could have won. Yeah, uh, but I I like how competitive they've been. Uh, do I trust Matthew Stafford? No, not at all. Right. Uh, I don't really trust their coaching staff. I think the the new like the New England family guy. You know, he's branched off of Belichick. I forgot. I forget his name. He's kind of kind of heavy. He's their coach. Yeah, I can't remember his name, but I remember seeing him for the Patriots like number of years back. Um, Patricia. Yes, Matt yeah. Patricia. Yes. Yeah. He, I, I don't try. I don't think he's that good of a coach, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is really the first year that I've seen that the Lions are like good with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like you said, it, Stafford, Stafford has something that makes him better than medi- mediocre, but he also has something that prevents him from like getting it done. Right, winning the games you need him to win. Right, uh, and that's kind of what it comes down to sometimes. Yeah. And and Rogers, what I love about Rogers from this Monday night game is that he showed that not having your number one receiver is not an excuse. Mm-hmm. It's not. I, I don't care, Dak, that you don't have Amari Cooper. You still got to be able to throw the ball to people. Right. And Rodgers called, I don't know the dude's name, but he's been like the Green Bay hero, uh, the guy that Rodgers was like calling up from the practice squad or whatever. Lazard or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he made great catches, but that's what great quarterbacks do. Yeah. I mean, you you put the ball in the receiver's hands, you let them catch the ball. You don't, you don't force unknown receivers to make Odell catches. Right. I'm not blaming the the receivers for not catching that. I'm blaming <laughs> the mediocre off, quarterback off the wrong foot and all that. Right, falling out of bounds. Yeah, right. I get it. Yeah, uh, and I mean the Packers are really good. Yeah, the Packers they finally have roster depth and it's it's showing. Mm-hmm. I think the Packers. I don't think they're gonna finish with like an OD record. Like I think they will lose a number of games going forward yeah uh but they'll be just as dangerous as any team going into the playoffs yeah i can see that yeah yep as long as rogers is ready officiating was really depressing though yeah is this the game with the with the no call and the call like the weird face mask yeah 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 yeah. yeah he was grabbing the guy's like jersey or whatever yeah that was so bad to call that twice yeah, and then the next time they missed it, like for the opposite, you know. Yeah. yeah. It was just it was just a mess. It was it was it was very um, it was wild. It was a wild finish, for that to be in the finish. Um, I, I thought the officiating for Jets Cowboys was really bad too. Mm-hmm. It was. The officiating has been bad all around this year to me. Yeah. 
Yes. That's, that's frustrating, man. Yeah. It is. I, just, I feel like <clears throat> the only real solution is to just keep adding reviews, adding challenges. And that's not what I want. <laughs> right. Like, I want there to be a way to... I mean, maybe reviews are fine as long as you keep them quick. Mm-hmm. Maybe have, like, a limited time for, you know, how you can review a play. Yeah, and, I, and they've just been getting, you know, kind of good at the game being less stop and go than it has been in the past. Right. And, you know, adding to the stop and go is not ideal. Right. Yeah. Um, Anything else you want to say about the game? Real qu- uh, Not that game, no. Okay. Real quick, uh, whoever plays the Falcons, enjoy your free win from here on out. <laughs> yeah. They're... I'm pretty sure the Falcons are going to lose every game moving forward. I believe it. And I thought the Cardinals were going to lose every game, and they found yeah. a way to beat the Falcons. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, Matt Ryan had – did you see his stats? Yeah. That was that's some of the most OD stats in a loss I've ever seen. 30 for 36? Dude, Four he, touchdowns. What is that? Like eighty percent completion? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I mean, that's insanity. Yeah. Your quarterback literally didn't, practically didn't miss a throw. Yeah. And you still somehow lose. That, man, I, I've never seen a team more cursed by a Super Bowl loss than the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, it's crazy. Another coach who just has to go. Yeah, because Ryan really is actually playing decent for the. He's for playing the lights season. out. Yeah, stat wise, he's just he's like an MVP candidate. Leading the league in touchdowns, second in yardage. You know, that's uh, Atlanta went from like three years ago they were a top five team in the league. Yeah, maybe three four years ago. Yeah, and they have fallen off. I mean. They've fallen off a cliff. Yep. It's just, it's crazy. Yep. And Mariota finally got benched. Shout out to the Titans. Rocking with Ryan Tannehill moving forward. Which is wild, but I'm cool with it. I mean, I'm I'm not cool with it because I think Tannehill's, you know, below average. Right. But I'm happy that they're making a quarterback change. Yeah, I agree. Tampa Bay, you're next. Anyway, let's yeah. talk basketball. We've been on football for a while. All right. Um, where do you want to start? Uh, Bradley Beal. <laughs> of let's course. Let's start with Bradley Beal. Getting paid. Two years, 72. Guy. Is that right? Yes, I believe so. Okay. Um, You know, I'm, I'm happy that we have – our backcourt seems to want to be in D.C., Mm-hmm. I thought Wall kind of set the standard, like, what was it, a year or two ago? Yeah, with the six. six uh, yeah, the, the OD extension. Or five and five plus one, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And while while I'm happy that the Wizards are breaking the bank for their superstar players. Yeah. Um, it's, t- it's tough for me to see see it work. Uh huh. Like I can't. When when Wall and Beal were playing, and and even when the roster was kind of awkward, 
you can kind of picture like an, a couple of improvements that the Wizards could make and be contenders. Yeah. I just I can't see that strategy in the next few years. Mm, okay. And and the frustrating thing is Wall is only going to be a few years older. Beal is only going to be, you know, towards the end of his insane contract if he still wants to be here. Mhm. And we just we're not really I can't imagine us getting anything done in their time here. Yeah. Wall has to get traded, man. Let's let's just keep it. Let's keep it all the way for real. Wall has to go, and I don't mean I'm not saying that because I don't like Wall. I'm not saying that because he doesn't want to be there or anything. You know, I think I love Wall and Beal together. But to your point, I can't think of a roster to make them to be perfect with both of them there. Yeah, I can't even. I can't even like dream the other three players on the court. For it to be what I would think would be flawless. And they may be a good team, but I, their fit would just be still still be awkward. And Beal, I mean, I think Beal can fit with anybody. Yeah. But I don't think Wall can fit with anybody. Um, well, not anybody and Beal. I think Wall maybe could be a point guard on anybody's team. But, you know, with the way Beal has progressed is just... It is hard to see. It's hard to see why you would keep both of them. And if and you're going to the- get money for one, I would get money for the one whose prime is not being lessened by injuries. You know, his yeah. prime is being cut short. Walls is. You know, coming off of two Achilles tears in a row, it's not, you know, there's no way you come out of that like, Doing three sixty layups and <laughs> yeah, his game is gonna have to drastically change, and I just I don't believe in him to do that, right? Because he's had that like Westbrook syndrome. He's kind of just been who he is. Yeah. Uh. So, but the Wizards, the tough thing about, and I hate relying on this, but the Wizards' only realistic chance for success is for draft picks to turn out to be like better than we think. <laughs> uh, yeah, and Hach- Hachimura is a good start, I think. Yeah, but I mean, you know, I, Wizards honestly, they their drafting has not made me confident in in them being successful. Yeah, uh, because for every good draft pick we've made, we've made a bad one to even it out. <laughs> I mean, who? Jan Vesely, Chris Singleton. I mean, oh uh, yeah. I don't know what y'all were thinking there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I just hope I hope we don't waste Beal's prime and just kind of have him as, like, a one-man show. Mm-hmm. But, honest, that's kind of what he's setting up to be this year. Wouldn't be the first time the Wizards did it. And you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> Scott Brooks, you know what's going to piss me off more than anything? If Scott Brooks actually coaches them well this year and they like have a good year, yeah, because this is the year they're gonna need another draft pick. Uh, well, <laughs> you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> and no, that's what I'm. That's what I'm He's saying. I'm expecting. Well. I'm expecting them to you know be a lesser team. Oh yeah, yeah. And You're saying if, if he actually does something crazy in his yeah, if he actually like pull, pulls a Spolstra and you know has them balling and they like. 
They make like an Orlando <laughs> playoff appearance. Yeah. I'm, that's going to piss me off. I, I feel you, yeah. Because to me, Brooks has to go. I mean, obviously you agree with me, but yeah. at this point, that, there's no point in releasing him because I, I can't picture a coach who's going to walk in there and just change, you know, the culture. I know. And they we let, um, you know, the NBA let the Lakers get two great coaches, right. you know, assisting a good right. coach. Right. You know, I I think Kid would probably be good for the Wizards. A good change. Not that I think he's a great coach, but compared to Scott Brooks, I like how Kid has. Well, let, let me put it this way: Kid's, uh, he did a good job coming into teams that are already formed and getting them to play a different way. Yeah. Which is a skill. Mm-hmm. And um, it usually takes X players to do that. Actually, you know. Yeah, cause kid had to do it on the court, so he he knows how to do it off the yeah, court. It's a certain like perspective that you have. Yeah, yeah, and Brooks, man, we see what Brooks has been doing. So, <laughs> and the roster is really bad. I mean, Wizards. Yes, dude, that point guard position. It, it's looking. They don't like have Ish any Smith. point guards over six foot. It doesn't make sense. Ish Smith is gonna start for eighty two games. Eighty six one. That that hurts me. Not, I got enough, if he was our backup point guard, I'd be perfectly fine with that. Yeah, it's, I'm I'm saying no one over six foot. I don't mean, you know, I'm not saying that you can't be good under six foot, but to have all your point guards that size is tough. One being six foot and the other one being five eight is defensively you're gonna have a rough night when the Lakers are talking about starting LeBron at point guard. You know, you got yeah. guys out here. Ben Simmons. <laughs> ben Simmons should have 40 on the Wizards. He should. Yeah, it's going to be tough. It's just, to me, you can't overcome 82 games with, like, a glaring flaw in your roster. Yeah. And I think the Wizards have a number of those. Yeah, and and also the reason why I say trade wall is because trading Beal... I don't know if you can get an equivalent for Bill. Even two players. I don't think there's two players I would take. If I already have Bill, there's not two players in the league I would take for Bill. Honestly. Yeah. I think probably the only one I would take would be CJ McCollum. If I was going to trade him straight up for anyone in the league, I would take CJ. No one else. Because I lose, you lose something with every other player. Um, And I'm not. Obviously, I'm not saying Beal's the best shooting guard in the league, but he's the perfect shooting guard for what they have, which is nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry, I got distracted by a, I know. a Bronco stupidity. <laughs> I saw. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I, I don't really have much else to say about the Wizards, honestly. You think um, Jalen Brown should turn down the four year eighty million dollar. I saw I saw that. Mm-hmm. I, I was at a loss for words. That is I ridiculous. Mean, ha- has there been a player who has lived off of potential as long as he has? Maybe Wiggins. That's it. I mean Brown and and I've roasted him in the past, you know, in the playoffs especially. This is fourth year coming up, right? I I believe so. Okay. But just keep Keep in mind, he's already been in the league three years. Yeah. 
is he has he has his has his game changed from day one to now? No, not to me. Not at not at all. He's just he put on more muscle, but that's it. Yeah, you know he's matured. Yeah. He came in at like nineteen, so he he has to do that. Yeah, that's it. But skill wise, IQ wise, just just understanding basketball, he has not shown me improvements in any of those. No. He is a very inconsistent shooter. He is a borderline awful playmaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, he is for a guy who's coming into his fourth year. You haven't gotten any better with basketball IQ. Like you still make dumb young player mistakes yeah. all the time. Yeah. And they're talking about paying you twenty million a year. Yeah. That I don't see it. I don't know what other people see in him. I mean, but I've been hate. I've been hating on Brown. You know. Way before everybody else. I, I got to say, other than Brown, well, even with Brown, I think the Celtics have the best scouting team for young players in the league. That's fair. They have to. They're top three at, you know, worst, yeah. worst case scenario. Right. Because, I mean, they can use everyone on their roster. Like, they have no one on their roster that, like, isn't, like, isn't good enough to get into the game. Yeah. Which I can't say about many other teams. Very few. And even the guys... I mean... I texted this to you. Watching the Cavs preseason game. Uh, <laughs> um, Carson had nine threes. And the undrafted dude had 24 points. And they were like... He was taking people to the rack. And Carson's second round draft pick. And an undrafted guy combined for 54 points. On two top ten point guard picks for the Cavs. Yeah, they were out there getting embarrassed. Yeah, Sexton was what pick ninth. Yeah, and um, the undrafted dude started over Carson and had twenty four on Sexton. I watched the clips; they were all on Sexton too. Like he was taking <laughs> Sexton right to the basket. It wasn't like it was like switches. He was oh, just young bull. What are you doing out there? <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, you know, Carson comes in off the bench with nine threes, eight threes just in the third quarter. His second round pick. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I watched the highlights of of Carson's buckets. Yeah. And and don't get me wrong, he was insane. And I I hope I can picture him doing that in the regular season. Yeah. But to me, I know it's the preseason. But you can't just let a guy just pull up for eight threes in a row. <laughs> I know, man. Like, bro, it's not even a, like, I, again, it's the preseason, so I'm not saying you got to, like, hurt him or. They act like he was just going to stop making them. Like, yeah. He was like, just going to choose to stop letting him shoot it. the fucking ball. Yeah. Because really pride. only, like, three of them were in somebody's face. The other yeah. five were just him getting open or I mean, and, and coming up court. Credit, to his credit, they were deep as fuck. They were. But he, he has to be able to shoot them deep. He's, you know, 5'10", 5'11". Yeah. And the fact that they're just... He's he's already like four, five threes in, and guys are letting him bring the ball up and rise up? <laughs> are you kidding me? Dude, if I'm the coach, you're you're getting waved. Yeah. If, that, if you're, if you're a, like a fighting for a rotation spot or fighting for the like the third string spot. Yeah. You're you're gone if you're doing that shit. Right. 
Yeah. Like you said, it's just like you're, the Cavs' top picks are getting worked by an undrafted rookie? Yeah. Working them. That's, that's tough. Yeah, and then, um, you know, not to, I don't know why no one picked up Taco at all. Like, don't get me wrong, he wasn't like a top 15 pick, but for him not to get drafted with some of these teams who are complete garbage in the league, I mean, yeah. come on, Knicks. I'm looking at you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ki- you telling me Taco couldn't make the team? The Knicks, the Knicks are wild. They didn't draft Taco. I mean, I'm not. Now I'm not saying Taco's gonna go like crazy and average twenty rebounds and ten blocks like he's Hakeem Olajuwon. I know that's I th- not gonna happen. I think he'll contribute in limited minutes. Of course, he'll come in like, and give a get a block. Every why, night, I'm sure. Nah, why get a productive center when you can get six power forwards who all do the same shit? Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Taj Gibson. Other, other, Morris. Other Bobby Portis. Uh, <laughs> like, they, they don't do exactly the same shit, but honestly, they're fucking clones of each other. Like We got Julius Randle? Yeah. Come on, man. R- Randle's different. No, I but think. Randall, Portis, Morris, and... um. Taj Gibson, only one of them could be on the court at the same time. Right. And Portis, there's no reason, if you're going to have Portis or Gibson, there's no reason to have the other guy. Yeah. Like, what's it the, again, just like the Wizards, if you have Ish Smith, why the hell do you sign Isaiah Thomas? Right. Anyway, but back to back to the Cavs real quick. They're, they're a fucking mess. Oh, yeah. They're, I saw so love out had, there. They had more turnovers than field goals in one of their games. Cavs are trash, man. I mean, I know it's the preseason, but goddamn. Like, I feel bad for John Beeline because. Oh, yeah. Like, there's zero chance of him succeeding in his first year. None. Like, yeah. there's hopefully no way. Cleveland, hopefully, Cleveland uh, gives him the opportunity to, like, build a culture there. Yeah. Because I would love, I would love for Cleveland to be a competitive team. I don't need them to be, you know, a playoff team. Right. But I don't want to watch. I don't want the, them getting like spanked by thirty every night. Yeah, and let me not forget to mention Brandon Knight was. He took a couple of the buckets from the undrafted rookie, and Carson gave him a couple threes. <laughs> Good old Brandon Knight. I forgot about him. Yeah, I mean. Their roster. You talking about Cleveland? Yeah, I'm gonna be honest, man. The Knicks roster is better than Cleveland's roster, other than Love. That's fair. Jordan Clarkson, Delavadova, Garland, Knight, uh, Kevin Porter Jr., and Colin Sexton is a terrible backcourt. Yeah, what's the Chetty Osman? Chetty Os. Uh, the front court is John Henson, Kevin Love, Jarrell Martin. Larry Nance Jr., Chetty Osmond, and Tristan Thompson. Keep in mind, keep in mind, they pay Tristan Thompson like a max player, and they pay Kevin Love like a max player. Right. And then they... So their front court, who one of them is a marginal rebounder, one of them is very injury prone, like you said, the rest of the roster is garbage, and they <laughs> invest that much in their front court. <laughs> the Knicks should blow them out, honestly. If they don't, oh, you know the Knicks will find a way to lose. Of it's course, easy. of course, yeah. 
Colin Sexton would probably, you know, hold <laughs> Dennis Smith Jr. to <laughs> eight points. <laughs> oh, that's good. That better not ever appear on my TV. Knicks, Cavs. I'm turning that shit right off. Yeah, that'll never be on TV. <clears throat> never. Uh, let's talk about the Lakers. Okay. You want to just, you want to just say it. I'll say it. The Lakers look fire, man. I'm gonna be honest. I, now, don't get me wrong. Co- I completely agree with you. Golden State is trash right now because, I mean, there. Listen to Golden State starting lineup, and we we watched the game, but D'Angelo Russell, uh, Jacob Evans the third, Alfonso McKinney. Draymond Green and Marquise Chris. <laughs> Marquise Chris has no business starting for an NBA team. <laughs> they threw him an alley oop one time, and he just watched it go over his head. <laughs> Did you see that? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "What in the world, dude, dude?" Marquise Chris is some total shit. I mean, he—they he, be passing him the ball like he should be shooting open threes. I'm like, no. Jacob Evans is hot garbage. He shouldn't be on a roster. Alfonso McKinney, we already know he's trash. Awful. 23 minutes, zero points, zero assists. You're supposed to be one of the more experienced players on the team. <laughs> You're just in the cha- championship series. <laughs> you can't you can't give me a statistic. <laughs> he had two steals and three rebounds. That's it. Oh my god, that's like that's like our Andre Roberson numbers. <laughs> And at least Roberson will, like, get a couple of assists, he'll rebound well. Like, come on, man. Only two players on Golden State had more than 10 points. And it was D'Angelo and the rookie, uh, yeah, Jordan D- Poole. D'Angelo's points are meaningless. Like, he got hot when it was the game was over. Yeah. And Jordan Poole looks really good. I, I don't want to – I want to give him all the credit because he was the reason – part of the reason I picked Michigan to win the national championship last year, and I was dead wrong, which is cool. But I picked him because I really had confidence in him as a player. He's had a good preseason. You know, as much as Golden State wants to show how garbage they are as a team. Dude, I got to – before we get on the Lakers, yeah, Draymond Green – Draymond Green really pisses me off to watch. How do you have four fouls in a preseason game? What for? <laughs> like, why? Why are you fouling? <clears throat> You, his bum ass. They lost by 40, right? His bum ass was arguing with the refs yesterday. In a preseason I'm like, game. I'm like, dude, are you Just kidding Just setting me? the tone. He was getting worked by... McGee was faking injuries and cutting it to <laughs> throw him off his game. And Draymond's like, what's going on? Who is the backup point guard for them? Uh, um, Kay Bowman. You know what's funny Who's is Kai Bowman? Quinn, Quinn Cook looked like he would have been the Warriors' best player uh, if he had played on the Warriors yesterday. Yeah, he would have. I was about to, <laughs> that's what I was about to say. I don't know who was backing up, but they couldn't stop Quinn Cook. He was giving them <laughs> yeah, buckets. Yeah, but seriously, Dre, with Draymond, it pissed me off watching him play with bombs. Yeah. Because he's still out there playing like he's passing the ball to Clay, Steph, and Durant. <laughs> Like, my guy, you're playing with Jacob Evans and Alfonso <laughs> McKinley. McKinney. You're exactly right, though. He was. And, and Marquise Chris. 
he was being aggressive at all. He act like he was the fourth best player on the starting lineup, and he was the best player on the starting lineup. Exactly. You can't be a playmaker when you're not even looking to score the ball. Right. Like it's so it's the same shit with Lonzo early in his career. Like, bro, you have to be a scoring threat to open up your passing game. Yeah. You don't have to get buckets. You don't have to like do what Carson Edwards does. Yeah, you don't but, have to be able to shoot at all. Rondo showed people that. Right. But if you don't guard Rondo, he'll score. You he will, yeah. Draymond Green, dude, he's going to get to a point where people are going to ignore him. Yeah. Because he's out there throwing That would be my ass- game plan. Exactly. If Draymond gets 40, we're going to win passes. by 50. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It makes no sense. I'm like, dude, why? how is your jump shot getting worse? <laughs> His jump shot has declined for like five years in a row. How is that possible? Yeah. Like, I know he's he's got to be putting in the work. Yeah. I just it's crazy to me. He was he was so bad. Yeah, he was. All right. But the but the Lakers they're ridiculous. <laughs> right now. Dwight Howard looks actually great. Um Quinn Cook is playing fantastic somehow. LeBron can make backup point guards play good though. Quinn yeah. Cook is his new uh um Chalmers. No, the ba- Norris Cole. <laughs> oh my god! Even better. <laughs> Norris Cole was so fire when LeBron was fire. And then within a year, he was out of the league. Exactly. As soon as LeBron was gone, he was gone. Um, dude, the Lakers to me, I know it's the preseason, and I'm not getting ahead of myself that like I'm not convinced that they're a contender or anything. Mm-hmm. But they look. Like, the most prepared team in the league. Like I, they look ready to start the year. I was just about to say the same thing. Like, they look like they have been playing together before, for, like, all for season, a long time. all summer. Yeah, they do. The, chemis- the chemistry is already, like, flawless. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they don't put guys out there that don't know their roles. Mm-hmm. Like, that's one thing. I'm like, dude, in the preseason, you guys already have figured out kind of the Maybe not the rotation, but like what guys are gonna be. I I, I put um I give Vogel credit for that. I think because he was always good at that. Yeah. His roles. I mean, even with the Pacers, all those guys they knew you knew exactly what you were getting from everyone on the Pacers every night. Yeah. And I mean. And watching watching the Lakers yesterday, they put up they put like the coaches on camera. Yeah. And seeing all three of them side by side, Vogel in the middle, Collins, uh, and Collins on his right, and Kid on his left. Yeah. I was like, damn, you got a good coaching staff here. They have fire coaching staff. Like, honestly, all those guys can make up for the other coaches, you know, deficiencies, essentially. I agree. Yeah. Like, you got kids going to be creative. You know that offensively. He's going to be you know, creative and he's going to be, you know, the player's favorite coach. Right, you know, you you know, Hollins is gonna get everybody to play defense for sure, uh, and Vogel is a good, he's a good like team manager. He's what you want out of a head coach. Good, really good strategy. Right, because I mean, if LeBron wasn't MVP, LeBron strategically he was always good with the Pacers, and yeah. even that little stint he had with Orlando, he was had good strategy. The team just sucked. Right, but yeah, and. This roster they formed, 
they got guys who all are like the same player, just in a different body. <laughs> yeah. Like Bradley, Danny Green. I mean, and KCP. And KCP. Those, and even, those three are definite clones. And even when Dudley was young, when Dudley was first <laughs> in the league, he was like that too, 3 and D. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> interchangeable. Completely interchangeable. Um, and then you got McGee, Davis, Dwight. I mean... You know, take one out, put it in. You're still going to catch alley-oops. You're still going to get blocks. Yeah. I've been really impressed with McGee and Dwight have actually fit with Davis really well. Yeah. And Davis is definitely more comfortable at the power forward. I think because he doesn't like the biggest guy on the court checking him. Yeah. And it's easier where he could – he is another target instead of – him having to pass out all the time too. I think that mm-hmm. helps him too. Um because when he drives, you have to be guarding someone else. I think that was one of the big problems for him in um New Orleans if if he drives, they just collapsed and it was over. Yeah. It kick who's he kicking out to? Rondo? Okay. Yeah, you know. He, he's a he's a willing passer. He I is. I think he's a great passer, but like he'll make the next play if you need him to. He will, yeah. And, and now he drives. He has a, someone to drop it off to. He's got shooters, and I mean, you know, we don't even need to talk about LeBron. We know what that's all about. We know who LeBron is by now. So he looks fresh. Yeah, he does. I mean, this is the first time he's had uh, an extended off season since we was used a rookie. Yeah. Uh, so he, he definitely looks like he's ready to go. Right. I don't know if he looks slimmer, but he looks a little more fit mm-hmm. from last year, mm-hmm. which I don't know how it's possible. He does that like almost every year, but, uh, yeah, man. So he just looks fresh. He look he has good energy. He, like you we said earlier, he has chemistry with all these guys. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the they, Lakers look crazy good. Yeah. I was, I, like, I was watching them yesterday, and I'm like, honestly, if they like they they want to put LeBron at point, if they surround him with Bradley, who apparently re- remembered how to shoot the ball, <laughs> G- Green, who we know can shoot the ball, yeah, and then you got Davis and McGee or Davis and Howard, yeah. I mean, who's stopping them? It's gonna take a lot. And I I really like the stuff they've been running with AD too. Like they haven't been, he's still. He still kind of drifts on the perimeter a little more than I want. Mm-hmm. But he's they've done a really good job of getting him inside touches, getting him like mid-post touches. They ISO him on scrubs. Mm-hmm. He gets a lot of weak side like putbacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm liking a, pretty much everything I'm seeing from them. Yeah. Well, the thing is, and LeBron has had a problem lately of uh... – when I say lately, I mean the last couple seasons of maintaining this kind of energy. Yeah. He'll come out the box, fire, and then, you know, 20 games they'll, later, he's just not. They'll have five games where, and it'll probably be his fault, where they won't guard anybody. Yeah. You, you remember the hot, not highlights, but the clips last year of him just standing there like the elbow while his man cuts back door yeah. and like dunks on somebody. <laughs> Kuzma had to shove him to close out. Yeah, that's some James Harden. That's some early James Harden shit. And is Kuzma Kuzma's hurt bad, right? Uh, ankle, I want to say. 
I think they were saying they were worried about Kuzma missing extended time. He's he's actually I'm not sure how he fits. I was about to say the same team. thing. Oh, and, and Troy Daniels is another one of those interchangeable guys. Not yeah. as good of a defender, but we know. Um, yeah. Joe Flacco's getting killed out there. <sighs> yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, that one definitely stress reaction. Ah, those those are tough. They are, yeah. Those, those are like they linger and they they take a long time to come back from. Yep. Um, but yeah, Kuzma is gonna be a weird fit. Yeah. But the one thing I am like, I would be happier to see him in in with less minutes, mm-hmm. but with also like less responsibility. You could kind of put him out there, you know, with a weak unit, maybe to just get up some shots. Yeah. Uh, especially because they're going to have to rest LeBron and AD at times. For sure. Uh, so it, it'll be interesting to see how he fits in. Mm-hmm. But that's a good problem to have, like too many, you know, fitting players or too many good players. Yeah, especially when one of them is young. Yeah. Right. Um, because when it... When one of them is older, it is a problem. But when it's Kuzma, where he's, and I don't, I guess this sounds bad, but when he's expendable like Kuzma is, yeah, it's not too bad. Because you could say, all right, well, you know what, he just doesn't fit, moving on. Or you can easily take down his minutes and he's not to the point where he's demanding a trade. Right. If, if he was a superstar, so. Yeah. <clears throat> Any other um have you seen any other teams? Huh? Uh other teams Zion. Zion's been cooking. We could talk about him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh and I mean we've kind of touched on it, but I'm excited to see him because I thought his his college, like he has this enthusiasm when he plays. Yeah. And I thought that was just because in college he he was still bigger than everybody. He was way faster, way stronger. And I thought that wouldn't translate in the NBA. But he still looks way faster than everybody. Yeah, he does. And he's my god, he is so explosive. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, you remember when Melo uh used to he would miss his own shots and just quickly like spring up for a putback. Yeah, I mean Zion is gonna do that like every other play, and the putback will be a dunk. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he just—I really like the energy he plays with. Yeah, me too. And I think that's gonna cover. I think that's gonna cover a lot of the limitations that people are expecting him to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but it's he, gonna make him just, more valuable too. Yeah, he's he's put in some work, man. He's he's become a better ball handler than I saw him at Duke. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's under control. I'm I'm seeing less and less of him just kind of forcing his way to the paint with no plan. Yeah. Uh, but he does a great. He he's under control in the air. He's great. Like I said, great energy guy. I'm I'm liking everything I'm seeing from him. Yeah, me too. Uh. I don't know what the Pelicans roster is going to look like around him, though. <laughs> that's, that, that's the only concern I have. Yeah, I would like to see what their rotation ends up being. Right. Because it, it definitely is. It's flexible, but it still won't be good. 
but I could see a lot of different things they could do, you know? Yeah. They have Ingram, who I'm not sure what position he plays still. Um, he's been a fucking mess. Right. He he looks like he's gotten worse since getting hurt, honestly. Yeah. It's possible. It's definitely possible. Um, he's, he's, like, forcing it more than he did before, and he forced it a lot before. Yeah. Um, they have Ball, who, you know, one and two, uh, Hart. But we don't, we don't know what we're getting from Ball. Yeah, I don't know what I'm, I don't know what kind of role Hart is gonna have. Right. Um, Favors, I don't know where Favors fits in with Zion out there. Um, and the young kid Hayes and Okafor, I mean, you know, they got guys, they could, Hayes is energetic too, really good shot blocker, really good dunker. Is he going to be out there with Zion? Are they going to stagger their minutes so they have one energy guy, one kind of you, you know what I mean? I think yeah. it's going to be interesting with the with the lineups how they play it. Um I it still won't be good, but uh I think they'll how they do their lineups could affect their wins. For sure. Yeah, it, it it's interesting to me, like, thinking about their roster, their starting backcourt should be Drew Holiday and J.J. Redick. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, Drew Holiday has kind of gotten used to being a two-guard. Yeah, yes. So it's going to be interesting. I don't know. I, I like Holiday. Holiday is still the biggest key to me. Mm-hmm. Like, he, to me, is going to drive whether they're good or bad. Yeah, uh, more more so than even Zion. Like Zion will be great because the energy is just ridiculous. Yeah, uh, but Drew Holiday is kind of gonna have to settle them down because it's like you said, a lot of young guys. All all the guys you named are, you know, second, third year max, you know, players. Yeah. So it's and, gonna be interesting. And Ball was very successful last year off the ball. Right. Um. So we but. Both of them being off the ball, I mean, both of them being good off the ball and them not having any other real ball handlers is going to be interesting. I don't know. And then Hart. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be. I'm excited, though. I am, too. I definitely want to see. I want to catch a couple of the games. I'd like to see one early and one late. Maybe a couple late, but I definitely want to see one of the earliest ones that comes on TV. I would imagine they're they're gonna be on TV, you know, a good amount of times. Yeah, for sure. Especially if Zion, you know, has continues to do what he's been doing. Yeah. They better start moving games to put him on TV. Yeah. Man, he dude, he has like a speed that is just crazy to me. Yeah. He's just so fast. Who who was the number two pick? This year? Uh, Barrett was three. John Morant. Okay. So, you know, Pelicans and Grizzlies, that'll, that'll probably be on TV. Yeah, they, they like to pit the, the top, like, three to five rookies and put it on TV a lot of the time. Yeah. Even with if both teams are bad, which they could be. Yeah. I like Morant. I've only seen a couple of highlights of Morant, but uh, he's more of a point guard than than I kind of <clears throat> anticipated him being. What did you think he was going to be? 
it, it's not – I guess I said that wrong. It's not that I didn't expect him to be a point guard. I just didn't know he was that good of a playmaker. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, he sh- he showed that in college, but, you know – He showed that with a really bad team, too, in college. Right. And, and he's kind of – he's doing more of that. Yeah, it's kind of how Trey – Trey had it the same way. Right. You know, his right. team was – I just hope he holds up. Mm-hmm. Because he's really explosive, so, you know, he's going to be reckless at times. Yeah. Uh, I hope he has a little more polish to his game, kind of like Trey Young. And the Grizzlies don't have a bad roster. Brooks, Brooks that was cooking the other day. Yeah. Move. He had like 20-something in a quarter, too. Yeah, we've talked about Brooks. We've talked about, how, you know, how much we respect him. And a lot of people don't respect him for some reason. Yeah. Um, Jaron Jackson is good. Kyle Anderson is, you know, a kind of a vet at this point. Valanciunas is a capable center. Yeah. Yeah. So and they, it'll be interesting to see how they are. And they have Crowder. Hmm. Somehow. I don't know how Crowder got there. And Clark is – I like him a lot. The rookie. Who, Earl? Oh, Clark. <laughs> yeah, I was – Brandon Clark. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I hope Memphis, I imagine, I probably won't get to see until, like, December, January at the earliest. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I think we'd, we'd get league pass the first week, so maybe if if I get lucky, but. <laughs> yeah, they got to be playing somebody I really want to see if, in yeah. that case. But I hope Morant, Morant could, like, s- sneakily be a rookie of the year candidate. Oh, yeah. Because he's kind of primed to, like you said, do what Trey Young did last year. He might mess around and have a couple of triple doubles. He should, yeah. Yeah. Um. Surprise, surprise. Reddish has been <laughs> passive in his first games. Uh, he's hit some threes, but he's not really scoring. Uh, he's not scoring like with the ball much. And, you know, that's kind of what they expected coming off of how he was at Duke. I hoped he would become more aggressive. But, you know, based off preseason, it's not going to happen. What do you think that I'm, means for... It's it's weird. I thought he... I thought the NBA would help him out because there's more space. Yeah. But he's... He looks for, in the way. For a, for a perimeter player, he really can't put the ball on the floor. It, it doesn't seem like he can, for sure. He's kind of a spot-up specialist. And his, dude, his shot is, like, mechanically is awesome. Yeah, it is. Like, he's got a nice quick release. It looks good. It's, it looks comfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, like, you would expect a perimeter player to at least be able to put it on the floor. And he really has not done that very well. Right. Uh. I really don't know what to expect from the Hawks, though. I mean, they they have so many, like, random pieces. Yeah. Uh, and they're I like, hope all those random pieces don't take away from Trey Young, though. No, I don't think they will. I think the team is at the point where they'll just let somebody go if it, if it messes with Trey's development. Because Trey is clearly all they got. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, any other observations? Um, preseason, not really. I mean, Portland looks ready to go. 
Yeah. They look Portland good. Portland and the Lakers. Wise, Lakers and Blazers are probably the only two teams that look ready to go. I agree. Every other team has kind of been iffy. Mm-hmm. It's kind of not really taking the preseason like as seriously. Yeah. Uh, the Rockets, by the way, look like they're going to be bad. <laughs> yep. Uh, because they, they look like they're going to be playing the same basketball they've been playing. Yeah. Uh, and their defense doesn't look very good. Right. Which which is real. Like, if they're not going to play defense, that, that shit they've been doing offensively is not going to work. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Westbrook was out there standing around and turning the turnovers. Yeah, I'm like, how is he standing around and you're like, it's just not a good look. Yeah. Doesn't look good. I think just by talent, they'll win a bunch of games. Uh, But I think they're going to be one of those teams that'll look unbeatable for five games and then they'll lose to like a number of the shitty teams the next five games. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think these young, like stacked with young talent teams, are gonna beat them easily. Yeah, just from just from an energy standpoint, just from a unselfishness. Yeah, and then you know they're so top heavy. Losing Gerald Green might be big for them because if Cephalosha is the next guy that comes in, yeah, that's not. And good. Ben Mclemore. Not good. Come on, man. And then Gary Clark. Come on. (laughs) Daniel House. Uh, Daniel. They're mad thin. That roster's mad thin. Yeah. Especially if if Harden gets hurt. Right. You're going to go with Westbrook and Eric Gordon going to be your... You just... Yeah, if Harden gets hurt, they're going going OKC mode. (laughs) Yeah, Westbrook is going to average 40, 10, 10, and 7 turnovers. I'm really, <laughs> dude, I'm really getting sick of these, these like, Harden and Westbrook. Like, bruh, take care of the ball. <laughs> dude, they've led the league in turnovers for the last, it's, like, it's since Durant left they the haven't, Thunder. They haven't, like, improved at taking care of the ball at all. No, they haven't. And that's, that's crazy. For Westbrook, me. Steven Adams just improved at catching his passes. Oh, yeah. While his turnovers went down. And at one point, he just had to hand the ball to Paul George, and Paul George just went and got a bucket. <laughs> he didn't have to make any special passes anymore. <laughs> but every, every time he has to make serious passes, like actual passes, he leaves the league in turnovers. Adams' hands... Adams probably has the best hands in the league at this point where he would yeah. just catch anything Russell threw to him. I mean, now you you see these guys, they don't know how to play with Westbrook, which is, I'm sure no one really does. Westbrook, to me, I, I'm i trying to think, who would be a harder fit on, like, you know, 30 teams? Uh, like, that's a harder fit than Westbrook is. No one. Like seriously, honestly, nobody, no one at all. There's no way. That's tough, man. I mean, at a certain point, you gotta look at what you are as a player. Like the fact that you're working on the same shit you've been working on, pull up jump shots. It's, it's not working. <laughs> Westbrook goes in and shoots a hundred pull up jump shots. 
<laughs> He's another guy. Like, how... I know you've been putting in work on your jump shot, but I swear I have... In the last three years, I have lost more and more faith in Westbrook's ability to shoot the ball. Westbrook had, like, one really good shooting year, yeah, that, and that was the still first, only... The first year without Durant. Yeah, with Oladipo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he shot great he, <laughs> for him. It's like he takes such awful rushed shots. Like he's honestly, he's never gonna be a good shooter. No, he's not. I don't think he can't. I don't even think he could go to the LA Fitness and be a good shooter because of the awful shots he takes. Yeah. Yeah, and he takes so many bad shots. That's the so other thing. Many. It's like if you took one or two bad shots, like you know. You think you have this one and you just don't. That's one thing. But when you're just taking like seven bad shots a game, nah, man. They look bad. <clears throat> but, I mean, I don't think it's going to affect <laughs> the players, at least. I don't think Harden is going to change. That's the problem. They think they could just get on the team and not change. Yeah. Like Westbrook, you can't, you can't go 14, 10, and 10. With Harden going... 40 10 and 7 it's not gonna work there's no way a team can have like 30 assists and 20 of them are only two guys it just what's gonna piss me off is is westbrook will probably have a stretch that he had last year with paul george you remember like that december january stretch where westbrook was looking like a real point guard and paul george was just running the show yeah and Westbrook was taking games, a back seat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I came on, it was, you know, like 30, 40 episodes ago. And I was like, damn, what Westbrook's out here proving people wrong. <laughs> yeah. And, and and then he falls back into who he is. <laughs> exactly. Every, every single time. Yeah, he probably will do that this year. I mean, I, I give Jalen Brown a hard time, and he's in his fourth year. that, And he hasn't shown any improvement. Yeah. Westbrook has been the same player for 15 years. He's been the same player definitely since they went to the finals that year. He just doesn't. And that was, that was kind of like at the biggest stage, your selfishness was exposed, and you have somehow become more selfish <laughs> in in the you know since then. Yeah, it just it's crazy to me. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I agree. Um. Yeah, I think the teams like Sacramento will probably beat the crap out of Houston, and just because I think they just have a deeper team, yeah, deeper with talent. Um. You know, it's those kind of teams they're gonna have a hard time against. Uh, what else? What else is there? Did you see the? Uh... Like they came, uh, the NBA came out with a top one hundred. Yeah, I didn't uh, really look at the list, but Andrew Wiggins was salty that he didn't make it. <laughs> These people haven't. Wall hasn't played in two years, and he has to be over Wiggins. I mean, it, <laughs> you know, I saw somebody. It was somebody on ESPN. Uh, they were just like. A hundred players have more desire than Wiggins does. Yeah. And I was like, well said. I really like, there's not much to add to that. Of course. And his response was, okay, this is Wiggins. This is his quote. Uh, I don't really look at that too much, top 100 or not top 100. 
There's not 100 players better than me, so it doesn't matter what people think. Everyone is entitled to their own opinion. My job is to come out here and hoop, and that's what I'm going to do. I mean, that just sounds like exactly what people hate him for. I don't understand why there's this stigma where, like, you have to think you're the greatest. No, you don't. It's okay. If you know you're not the greatest, you're just not. Like... You know how people always say, oh, you got to, like, speak the confidence or whatever? Like, yeah. I would much rather him be real and say, you know what, man? Maybe I'm not one of 100 greatest right now, but I'm, that's what I'm striving for or something. Right. That would be better than saying, I know there's not 100 players better than me. There's two players better than you on your team. Like, Th- this This is exactly the attitude that, why, that what pisses me off about him. Right. It's so infuriating. Like, dude, the problem, obviously, talent-wise, you're a top 20, 30 player. God-given talent, yeah. But, my God, like, nobody ever taught you to hustle for a loose ball? I mean, I know you were the best player up until you got to Minnesota. Nobody ever told you to, like, try and, and put in effort and be somewhat of a leader and have a presence on the court? Yeah, like he he sometimes I watched him uh, this, this, against the Wizards. It was maybe two three years ago. He gave us thirty eight. Yeah, like he he was just working. I think it was Otto Porter. Uh huh. He was just he was working him. Yeah, and they lo- and and at the end of the game they were feeding Wiggins, and it was like Minnesota was not playing offense. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, dude, how are you cooking? And you're still finding a way to be bad. Yeah. It's just, it's ridiculous. Dude, there's no effort to his game. I've never seen him get more than five assists. (laughs) Not once in his five-year career could he give me more than five assists. And he has a top five center in the league on his team. Anthony Davis yesterday got like eight Passing to JaVale and Avery Bradley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Kawhi Le- I've seen Kawhi Leonard get six-plus assists. I know. And Kawhi Leonard is a black hole when he gets the ball. He is, absolutely. <laughs> and the fact that you can't give me any assists at all... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm with you, for sure. It's That's insane. And he had the, again, the audacity to come out here and be like, I don't care. I don't really, it doesn't bother me. I'm just, I'm just hooping. That's all I do is hoop. Whatever. Dude, I, I couldn't picture a guy like that playing for like a team I root for. I know. If he was on the Wizards, bruh, I'd be on his ass. You remember what I said about Jabari? Yeah. And Jabari's a shell of what Wiggins' problem is. <laughs> Right, at least Jabari's been hurt a couple of times. And I feel Jabari's like, like he's not the smartest player, but there's times I feel effort from him. Mm-hmm. I never feel that from Wiggins. Yeah. Whether he has 45 or whether he has 6. It's like Wiggins doesn't even break, break a sweat when he's playing right. sometimes. Right, Yeah. Um, real quick, you have you even seen Rose, like, eat? <laughs> he gave the Cavs 14 in the fourth quarter, I think. Uh, I mean, everyone's working the Cavs, so it's no big I'm sure, deal. I'm sure he. I think he's gonna start mid by mid season. Reggie Jackson's out of here. They should trade yeah. Reggie Jackson, honestly. 
They should, yeah, for some wing depth. Yeah, they need depth. They can't, like, I don't know who's going to close out at the three for them, but it can't be, like, Kennard or, or fucking. It can't be someone who has never guarded a three before in their life, like Kennard. Yeah. They have Don Makers at the three. <laughs> I mean, at that point, you might as well run Blake at the three. Yeah. I mean. Uh, I just, I'm worried. I hope, I hope they don't overuse Blake again. Yeah. Uh, because I think they completely did that last year. Of course. And and Blake, like, but the, Blake is. Blake will do it and, is the other problem. Right, like I've the last couple of years have really made me respect Blake Griffin a lot more. Yeah, me too, man. Because he's just he has adapted his game to whatever his team has needed. Yeah. Like Chris Paul goes out, he becomes a playmaker. Yeah. He comes to Detroit, he's pretty much running their offense. Yeah. Uh, but you know, we've talked about Detroit. Yeah. Mediocre at best. Oh, Joe. Iso Joe's going to finish at the three. Yeah, but who's Joe guarding? <laughs> I hope it's not a, the other three. <laughs> yeah, it just it's, it ain't big three. You got to get up and down in the NBA. Right, yeah. <laughs> big three, you can just kind of take your time. You got Iso. It's not going to be Frank got... Nitty. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. But but I do think he'll contribute. Yeah, he will. Plus, he has veteran depth. Yeah. Uh, I think not enough teams have that, like, quality veteran depth. Mm-hmm. I hope they get, um... Oh, yeah, I forgot they had Tony Snell. <laughs> yeah, it can't be him. No. Um... Mm. <laughs> Their roster is trash. Oh, they got Makai Luke. Ooh. Mm. Nah. Luke Kennard clone as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah, with slightly more bounce. Uh, yeah, That's I mean, it. it's, it's such a marginal difference. It doesn't really mean anything. Right. Have you seen any of the Spurs highlights? Uh, No, I heard DeRozan look good. Aldridge, too. How did Trey Lyles get to the Spurs? I thought Trey Lyles was just on another team like a couple weeks ago. I don't know. But he's a good player, man. I, I hope he kind of – I think he'll get a chance to shine in San Antonio. I do too. I think that's a good pickup for I don't know him. If he's, I don't know if he's a good player, but he's a capable player. Yeah. Like he's he's an outside threat. You can give him inside touches. Mm-hmm. He's big. He's big as fuck, actually. Yeah. Uh, he's like a center. Yeah. With and plays you know, skills skills of a forward. Right. Yeah. He's like a 6'10 small forward with with a strength like a power forward. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they, the Spurs Murray looks really good. I'm glad he's healthy. He's back. He's looking quick. He's playing good defense already. Um that's who I was really excited for. Shooting good percentage. He hit some threes. I mean, he hit threes. Yeah, he hit two threes oh. last game. Whoa, that's huge for him because he was, he was Sean Livingstoning it the first couple years of his career. Yeah, yeah, he came right out he, in two threes. Can't do that anymore. Right. 
An- another guy before, and we gotta move on because mm-hmm. we're running late. But way over time, yeah. Shea Gilgis Alexander looks like he's been putting in work. Oh, for sure. Yeah, he looks the the stuff I criticized him for last year. Uh, he looks like he's put put in work and all of that. Yeah, better playmaker, better shooter, uh, much better at like changing speed. Mm-hmm. He he used to be kind of a like a slower under control guard. Yeah, but he's doing a good job of taking advantage of mismatches and. He looks good. Yeah, he does. He's had a lot of – he's had some great um, players to be around, you know. Yeah. Schroeder is a good, good uh, you know, teacher for him for a little bit. Yeah, they have a similar body type. Um, playing under Doc, of course. Um, CP now. I mean, right. being in the gym with CP just has to you, – you have to learn something. <laughs> right. Yeah, so uh, – He's in good hands. He should be. I think he'll have a good year. I don't. Know. I don't think it's gonna be like crazy, but um, Oklahoma City really isn't garbage. I mean, they're not gonna make the playoffs, or if they make the playoffs, they're not gonna be past the sixth seed. So, but, but they'll win games. They will win games. Yeah. They're not. They're not gonna be an easy blowout every night. No. No. Definitely not. Um, and I, I've read that their rookie Darius Baisley is supposed to be like, or Basley. I've heard that he's supposed to be really good based off what the scouts say, but we'll see. We've heard the scouts be dead wrong a lot. So, all right. Um, uh, that's it. That's all I got for NBA. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to talk about the China thing. No. <laughs> I mean, what what is there for us to say on it? You know, yeah. LeBron didn't LeBron didn't handle it well, but it's like I don't really know how you're supposed to handle a situation like that. If he said anything, it would have been a problem. So, yeah, and I think not saying anything would have also been a problem. Yeah, for sure. Okay, um, I'm gonna play a gym real quick. Uh, get a break. Um. This is Anders. I play him all the time, but he keeps having new singles, so I'm going to keep playing him, of course. And there wasn't a lot of lot of music, uh, at least. I'm excited to talk about music, man. Yeah, yeah. It's been a while since we had a big music week. Yeah. All right, so we'll be right back. They try but can't slow us They thought I was hopeless Don't lick me when I grow up Cush I let her roll up Purple when I pull up I keep me a fuck up You can see it in the soda I've been tweaking all day Chase the money always Split the money always I keep my mama bills pay Miss me with the antics I don't do romantic Please body my manners I'm kick up with a dancer And she no good for me But she feel amazing She gon' keep on dancing for my Entertainment. Girl, don't waste my time, you know my motor's basic. Wanna see you shake it like you're fucking shameless. She's funny, a romance, she wanna taste it. Only got the lattice, ain't no need to lace it. Smoking on some sticky situation. Hitting you gon'
like the plasma. Like the what, what? Run up to the rest and I've been cashing. Cash I just caught a hundred on the back end. Whoa, whoa, she gon' trip like a speedboat. Finding a pussy like Nemo. Whoa. Bad bitch make a deep throw. Got a pocket for the C notes. Pull up tree, tree. Got all the trees, know what you need. Yeah. Lambo got seeds. Yeah. I hit the gas 12 after me. Whoa. I got a ball like an athlete. Whoa. I got a Richie, a masterpiece. Richie. I hit your bitch, I give a D. Give a D. Too many rats got them all on me. What? Too many bitches, they on my line. Call my phone, I hit the climb. Take your bitch, I break a spine. Got a candy apple, cause she's so fine. Yeah. She's no good for me, but she feel amazing. amazing. She gon' keep on dancing for my entertainment. Girl, don't waste my time, you know my motor's basic. Wanna see you shake it like you're fucking shameless. She's smelly aroma, now she wanna taste it. Only got the lattice, ain't no need to lace it. Smoking on some sticky situation. Hitting you gon' need some ventilation. So new music, where do you want to start? You can start with the ones I didn't hear first. Ooh. <clears throat> I'll knock out Mike po- Posner, Posner right off rip. Okay. I-, I was honestly I was honestly thinking uh, of not even talking about the fact that I listened to this. Uh-huh. Uh, as you can tell, it's, it's garbage. <laughs> He's two for two of the year with trash albums. Oh, yeah. Surprise, uh, and surprise. What's, what's crazy is, like, I kind of got excited because uh, on the album description, it was a hip-hop, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, you know, you're, the last one I heard was kind of alternative. Uh, I'm, I'm not really, I never really thought of you as a rapper, but okay. Like, I'm curious. The features look good. Um, but, man, this shit sucked. <laughs> It's just, it's that simple. I don't have like a deep dive. Uh, the features tried their best to save the album. <laughs> but I mean, you know. Who had the best feature? Uh, who had the best feature? That's tough. I mean, honestly, I don't, I can't even remember a lot of this album because I couldn't get through it more than once. <laughs> Ty Dallasine uh, sound good? Look what I've become. He did, but uh, I think Logic or um, who's the, the legend guy? Talib. Completely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Talib Kweli. Yeah, he was great. Okay. Like he, I hadn't heard him in a long time. Why does time, he even so talk it, to it was, Mike Posner? Right. Dude, this is, hold on, real quick, and I didn't want to deep dive on this. This is the most pretentious, shitty album I've ever heard. Why do you say that? This thing, this thing comes, the intro comes in with... Mike Posner just talking, saying, if you don't have time to listen to this album start to finish, turn it off. <laughs> and I played this shit. I played this shit on Sunday. And when I heard that, you know what I did? I turned the shit off. <laughs> we were supposed to we were supposed to uh, have our podcast on Tuesday. Yeah. And I, I honestly I was not going to listen to this shit. <laughs> 
I feel you. And and Tuesday, you know, our schedule got messed up, and I and I was like, all right, fuck it, you know, I'll check it out. Mm-hmm. And it's, I mean, it's exactly what I thought. It's pretentious. His rapping is awful. He's he sounds so annoying. He's actually rapping He's, on it. He tries. Okay. But it, it it just doesn't sound good. He doesn't sound comfortable. Uh, and yeah, it's just bad. I mean, he, dude, he has interludes here. Diddy talks to him. Steven Tyler talks to him. I saw the. And then Bun B talks to him. Yeah, Bun B and E Forty. Yeah, yeah. And, and they're they're like all encouraging him on. It, what seems to like he had like a personal issue. I don't know if it was mental health or what the problem was, but this album it's just it's just a bad album. Like he he tries to make it seem like like he, his life is interesting and what he's talking about is interesting, and it's not at all. Mm. And it just it sucked every way. <laughs> all right, <laughs> moving on. Mike Posner's had a rough year. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> um, okay, YK Osiris. I wanted to hear it. I just didn't get time. Uh, I definitely would recommend you listen to this. Okay. Uh, I was. I didn't know what to expect going into this one because I really hadn't heard of him much. Yeah, I've only. I've. I think I've heard one song by him and a bunch of features, of course worth it yeah uh i heard and so i really had no expectations going into this uh and i enjoyed it okay Uh, it's it's similar like not this name is not like a direct comparison but it's similar to eric bellinger to where he's not the best r&b artist but his music is generally enjoyable is generally well made Sounds good, mm-hmm. uh, and that's kind of what I got from this. I I think he's a uh, he has a like an interesting flow when he kind of raps, mm-hmm. and it, it's it kind of reminds me of a boogie a little bit where he goes really fast. Yeah, and he could he could kind of do that thing where he switches up his voice, mm-hmm. uh, and it's not it's not like derivative of a boogie because he does have his own sound. Uh, but yeah, I, I was surprised at how much I enjoyed this album. Okay, cool. I think there's not one thing that was really good for this album is there wasn't any like atrocious songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, there weren't any songs that were just like terrible. Mm-hmm. A, a couple songs were a, a little bit repetitive, but like, you know, can't be perfect every time. Right. Uh, I thought that he had good chemistry with the features. I thought Kelani came on here and had a really nice verse. Mm-hmm. Uh, Russ was not a nice touch, mm-hmm. and and I really like the Worth It remix. Yeah, I mean, a- adding adding Tori and Ty Dolla Sign is, I mean, it's a recipe for success. Yeah, they've had a couple really good uh, get-togethers lately, too. T- Tori is just his verse is so fire. I'm not surprised, but I'm excited to see what this guy. I'm. I really want to see this guy in features. Okay, because he, he, him carrying an album is is there's not a lot of uh, versatility that you like. Yeah, uh, but he does have a good sound, and I want to hear him more. I want to see him on other production, see him with other artists. 
okay. artists. Okay, fair enough. Cool. All right. Um, eighty-eight rising. So these are the two you heard, right? Did you hear yeah, eighty-eight yeah, rising? Yeah. Okay. Uh, let me hear your thoughts first. Um. <clears throat> yeah. So I listened to "Head in the Clouds" by '88 Rising, that from 2018. And I'm gonna be honest. Like I don't know what's going on with like <laughs> when it comes to the artists on the actual songs. I don't know who is who most of the time. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I'm not even sure who 88 Rising is to be honest with you. But I I enjoyed the I enjoyed Head in the Clouds one. So two comes of course, and I, I see some names. I know I know Rich Brian. I know Nikki. Uh, Joji, um, Joji and Rich Brian are the two that I knew. Mm-hmm. I know, um, obviously Sway Lee, Major Lazer. Uh, so, um, <clears throat> long story short, man, their music is very experimental, I guess I would say. Yeah. Um, it hits you in a lot of different ways. I love it, man. Honestly, <laughs> I really do. I do too. <laughs> it's like I do too. it almost feels like I'm listening to a radio, because like no song. If you play three of the songs together, like even if they're in order on the album, play three of the songs I didn't know it was the same artist. Like I probably would never guess if you didn't tell me that this was from the same album, I wouldn't think they were from the same album. Right. Like what is the one that's like a complete club? House record, uh, just used music again. I think. Let me see. I just music yes, when that came yes, on, that was a plot twist. <laughs> shouldn't, couldn't, wouldn't. I really, really liked. And then that came on out of nowhere. I'm like, yo, <laughs> like I could listen to something off there at any time. I, I liked it a lot. I, I really enjoyed it. I did. Um. Yeah, what were you gonna say? I thought I thought Hopscotch was also another. I didn't really like this song, but it was kind of like a trap song. Yeah, that I wasn't really expecting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but I I completely agree on the experimental part. I love. I felt I felt like people coming up with new ideas as I'm listening to this. Yeah, like I could feel the the hard work that it took to make this. Mm-hmm. I can too. Yeah. Uh, and I, yeah, man, I loved it. Uh, I didn't like, it's not flawless. The, the, in terms of like which songs I like and didn't like is, it's kind of a personal preference. Yeah. Uh, but this is another one of these albums that just has something for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to me, anybody could listen to this, any demographic and find a really good song. Yeah. I'd say they could probably find two uh, songs that they like. Yeah. yeah. And, and I just, I, the chemistry between all these artists is really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. While I'm not, you know, like you said, it's you don't really know who's who, mm-hmm. but it doesn't have, it doesn't hit negatively like it did with Revenge of the Dreamers 3. Right. I like part, that I didn't know who was who this time. Yeah. Part of that is because the music is different. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I this, these artists are all are really talented. And the thing is, even though I didn't know who's who, they didn't sound 
um, I I feel like they were definitely all in the studio together. Yeah. And Revenge of the Dreamers, even though J. Cole showed us pictures of them in the studio, the album doesn't sound like they're in the studio together. Yep. It sounds like, oh, you know, everyone just sent their minute verse in and they just put it on the same song. Like, this really sounds like, okay, you know, what are we doing with this? Like, they really constructed the songs together with, like, art. Yeah. Uh, and like you said, it was hard work. You could tell, like, someone said, oh, where do you want to go with this? And they went that way. And someone else hopped on, like, the I- they hopped on idea and not hopped on a track. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, man, I definitely would encourage everyone to listen to this. For sure. Yeah, I'm. I actually haven't heard "Head in the Clouds" one, so I'm definitely going back to that. Yeah, at I, some point. I I like this better, but I liked "Head in the Clouds" one for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I just, uh, yeah, man. I I I thought Nikki was a really, uh, like she made the album kind of more versatile. Mm-hmm. Uh, where uh, some of those guys were kind of focused on rapping and they they were kind of you know more rap oriented yeah uh and she came and brought like a nice singing voice and she does a good job on every song she's on yeah uh if i had to pick a couple favorites uh need your need is your love definitely was one yes uh and gold coast completely caught me off guard oh yeah the last track well I wouldn't say it's the best, you know, lyrical rapping. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was really smooth with the production of the song, and it just sounded really good. Yeah, I watched a um, I was watching a YouTube show at one point. Rich Brian is on a lot, mm-hmm. so uh, I kind of knew what to expect from him. If anyone yeah. on there, I knew what to expect from him. But um, and I I've heard some of Nikki's. Um, songs like by herself before and I, I liked them but what she brought to this like you said man she brought like a different if she wasn't on here I definitely would feel like something was missing yeah. and I like I mean it was good that she did that she sounded valuable yeah. to the album sometimes I think a lot of artists just put somebody on an album and like they don't need to be on there at all I like that there's not a clear cut like lead person in this group i agree because i like joji is the one i know pretty well like i listened to his music before yep, yeah uh and i was kind of because he's kind of uh, according to the like the listing he's on the most tracks i think mm-hmm. but he really doesn't dominate any of the songs he's on yeah that- he's kind of limited reserved uh he he fits every song he's on same as nikki it's just Everybody does such a good job here. Yeah. And I loved it. Yep. But let's talk about the uh, the most anticipated for us. Yeah. Going into this past weekend. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you first or me? Uh I'll go first on this one. Okay. It's just I'm I'm struggling where I want to start. I mean, Wale Wale has had a such a up and down road. Yes. Uh, and and he's he's one of my favorites because he's a local guy, 
and he's always like represented this area, which was also always dope. More than anyone I know, right. any other rapper I could think of. Right. Well, Logic sometimes, but not as much as Wale. Yeah, not as much. Not as much now. When he first started, right. he did, but not now. And, and honestly, I didn't even know this was coming out. Mm-hmm. I mean, we knew, you know, a week before, but like I wasn't aware of Wa- a Wale project coming in the last few months. Right. And and he's let me down with a number of his last projects. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one with PYT was just, that project was just not good. Mm-hmm. Just terrible, matter of fact. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so, so I was kind of nervous going into this. Uh-huh. And I was blown away. Oh, yeah? Uh, I think to me, and this is all for me, this is all my opinion, obviously. None of these are absolutes. I think this is his best album, start to finish. Wow, okay. I think it's better than Attention Deficit, and that's, I mean, that's a borderline classic for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's better than, of course, the names of his other albums escape me, but... Ambition, The Gifted, the album about nothing and to me, Shine. To me, Attention Deficit was his most, like, consistent album, start to finish. Mm-hmm. And even that one has, like, blemishes throughout. Yeah. And, I mean, this album is just, you get everything you want from him. <laughs> I mean, what what is not on here that you would expect to hear from Wale? Right. He gave you everything... You love versatility. This to me, this album was full of that. For sure, yeah. I just I loved, I, just the songs switch from each other really well. Like they transition really well into the next tracks. Uh, there's not an overwhelming amount of features, but there is pretty much just the right amount of features I want from Wale. Mm-hmm. Because I really don't want to hear him by himself for more than like three, four songs in a row. I hate when he does a lot of his own hooks. I really right. do. But And he got away from that with this album, which I thought was one of his biggest problems. Yeah. Uh, and I, I was impressed. Uh, his rapping was good. It was... It was uh, he gave a lot of different flows. He's, al- he's always, you know, crazy lyrical. That's expected. Uh, but he did a good job of not not overwhelming some of the songs with his rapping. And he didn't like go too deep with certain songs, which I kind of don't really like when he does that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, I don't know. What do you think? <clears throat> this is this is my second favorite uh, Wale project for sure. I mean, this. And that's only it's only probably my second because I haven't listened to it enough yet. Yeah. But right out the gates, it's my second favorite. After the first listen, I knew it was my second favorite. And uh, I don't I, I don't know if I can add anything. I think you touched everything, man. He, you know what he did? He added accents this time and not features. That's how I feel. Like yeah, the people he added. I mean, of course, uh, Boogie rapped. You know, Six Lag had a good verse. Rick and Meek rapped. Dirk rapped. 
and uh, Meg rapped. Everyone else was just an accent. And there were great accents. And that's all Wale really needs. Because he's a talented lyricist. Talented rapper. He's good subject matter. All he needs is accents. And, and man, they were all great. All of them. He, and, I, and I told you, uh, I said this to you earlier, but he picked like the most fire male voices in all of R&B to get on here. He really did. Six Lack, Pink Sweats, Jacquees, um, Jeremiah, Bryson. You know, then he threw uh, Ari Lennox in there, Kelly Price. I mean, he got he got some singers on here, man, for real. And I mean, I liked it, man. I liked everything about it. I really did. What's your fir- What's your favorite album from Wale? Uh, Ambition. Okay. Ambition, yeah. Ambition is flawless to me for that time. Mm-hmm. Um that's fair. But oh, man, this is this is really good. And I think this doesn't have Ambition had a lot of star power on it. And I think Wale didn't let anyone outshine him on here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cuz Miguel could have made Lotus Flower Bomb by himself and it would have been a hit. Right. Uh, you know, uh that way, Rick and Jeremiah could have been could have did that way. It would would have been a hit by themselves. Uh, yeah, slight work was kind of you know a lot of artists could have hopped on that. Right. Yeah, he had he had gimmies on that one, but he put it in work for this album, and I I definitely I appreciate that for sure. They got to hold hold that high, um, and for him to come off such such a uh bad album number one but also just a bad press like last couple of years yeah he's been acting yeah, a fool like he just said he's been very negative negative press from very toxic yeah for him to come off that with this yeah definitely salute for sure great job I was it was interesting when I started listening uh first two tracks I was kind of like you know eh, I don't know man I'm kind of I'm not really impressed you know you're two tracks in yeah Sumi gets old very quick yeah it was cool the first time because I was excited to hear it but then after that yeah yeah. love and loyalty was like the super low-key track of all of them I thought Mm -hmm. but then cliche hit and I'm like okay this we're starting the album now yeah Cliche is fire. And then, and then, I mean, expectations uh, is easily the best feature of the year. Oh wow! To me, Six Flags has the I, best feature of the year. I think that hook is in the conversation for best hook of the year. Okay, it's so smooth, and it's like as soon as he comes on the track, I'm like, dude, this is exactly the the perfect beat for him. It's exactly like the cadence with which I want him to sound like. Yeah. It was, oh my God, it was so good. I've expectations has been on replay since it dropped. You you know what else Wale did this time? I think it's almost like he got on other people's songs and then made them his own. Because yeah. all these people are in their pocket on these songs. Right. Like I'm trying to think of an example of someone. Um. Like there's there's been albums even this year where people just throw the feature on there just because it's that person, but like it doesn't 
they don't sound good on that kind of song, you know? Yeah. But while they didn't do that, I mean, this this Expectations beat is a six lakh perfect beat for him. Bryson that so Love good. Her Fault. I mean, I knew as soon so as it good. started. I'm like, oh, this is Bryson. It's easy. So good. <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> and then on chill with the the um, hit maker beat, like hit has been doing all of Jeremiah's music like the last three years, so I knew that was gonna be fire. And I, I mean, I already heard on chill, but still, uh, the pink sweats. I mean, you know, you know what I'm saying. I don't need to go yeah. into it. If you heard the album, you know exactly what I'm talking about. This, this is must. This is must listen for hip hop fans. Oh yeah, for sure. Like, dude, if you consider yourself, if you've been looking for a hip hop album, because it's been a slow like month. Yeah. And you know, there've been a couple letdowns the last two months. Yeah. You gotta hear, dude. MMG is back. They are, yeah. Oh, my God, there. If dude, if Meek comes out with a good album in the next like half year, sheesh. I'm probably not gonna happen, but just, <laughs> just saying. If he does, yeah. Routine was awesome, by the way. Fire. Because I wasn't that might be their best song together, in my opinion. I, I think it's better than Ambition. I was just gonna. Yeah, say. it is. It is to me. It, like Ambition is right now more of a classic. Yeah. Uh, but man, and it's like it's so low key because he doesn't have them on the like, they're not on the feature list. Yeah. So you're not expecting them to come up, and then Meek comes in. He sounds great. Ross comes in, he sounds great. I'm like, dude, y'all y'all should be making tracks like every season. They should, yeah. I don't want to hear any uh, any MMG album where they don't have a song together as a oh, as a trio. Absolutely, every single album if, needs to happen. If anything, forget the goddamn MMG albums. Just the three of them should put something together. Yeah, because I all the three of them are just essentially flawless together. They are. Is Omarion still in MMG? <laughs> yeah, who knows? Throw Omarion up on one of the Whatever hooks. Whatever happened to Stally? Yeah, I don't know. I guess Gunplay still is. Whatever happened to uh, Rocky Fresh? <laughs> wow, what a name. That was my guy, dude. His <laughs> Electric Highway was super fire. He had, some, he had some good records. He did. I don't know what happened to him. He probably... Yeah. Nah, I don't know. I don't want to say anything. He might have gotten in trouble, though. I don't know. You never know with yeah, those guys. Be. Could be, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, man. Shout out to Wale. Wow, that's crazy. Fire album. Fire. So good. Uh, I would I would have liked uh, maybe one more song, like Pole Dancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, more of, like, a pure club, kind of strip club, like, vibe. Yeah. Because he's really good at those, especially, like... I heard Pole Dancer before, but I knew they'd be a good fit. Yeah, of course. Uh, and I, I maybe one extra song he could have threw out. I'm call me a hater, but Black Girl Magic I didn't need. Yeah, I agree. But besides that, I mean, I didn't need Black Bonnie again either because Black Bonnie came out like three years ago. It seems like. Yeah, but ja- Jacquees made me excited. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and he he was good. Oh, it came out early 2018. Black Bonnie did. I I was surprised when it was still on there, but I, he probably did it for the sales. You know, with the when people buy the single when yeah. it comes out on the album, it still counts as like the album yeah. sales. Right. So I know his game. Anything He's not slick. Yeah. Um. 
I think I would have liked one more MMG song on there. Oh yeah. Another Rick feature or something. Yeah. Just one more. That's all. Cause Rick's had such a good year. Uh, yeah, man. MMG, great job this year, man. Well, two, three sixty-five. Two two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, any other music? Uh, album-wise, that's it for me. Did you like the French Montana Logic and uh, ASAP and Juicy J? Not really. It's trash. Um, French Montana, please stop making music, please. Every time you make something, it's garbage. It's crazy because he be getting these insane collabs. I know, in fire beats, he gets great beats. <laughs> he does. I, like all his beats, all the, his Bro, hits have like fire beats. <laughs> you know what French Montana is? He's the Baker Mayfield of rappers. He is. <laughs> like he's put in a position to succeed, and he just fails, I, fails, fails. How do you have ASAP, Logic, and Juicy J, and not make a good song? As soon as I saw Juicy J, I'm like, dude, the beat's gonna be good. The beat's gonna be good. Then I saw Logic. I'm like, you know, Logic gets off, right. and the song is trash. Inexcusable. What was the other French Montana song he just released that was trash? Was it? Well, Writing on the Wall was good. The one with Post and Cardi. Yeah, that was good. There was one. Um. But yeah, there was another one that was bad. I was like, come on, man. Suicide oh, Doors with Gunna. Oh, Jesus. <sighs> Trash. I don't... Whatever, man. He's just stealing money. I don't know where all his money comes from, by the way. Yeah. It's so much of it. <laughs> yeah. Where did he <laughs> like get money from? It's so annoying. He's like a fucking millionaire. He's he was like a rich millionaire before like pop that even blew up. I know, like he had jet skis, or whatever and his first a hit mansion was. and stuff. I'm like, who bought his records? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know anybody who's a fan of his. Yeah, he must be. He must get a fire advance from Warner <laughs> Brothers or whoever's paying him. He's got to be stealing money from a uh, bad boy if he's still on there. Yeah, <laughs> did he just out there? Giving him all the what's the vodka? Ciroc. Vodka profit. Yeah, all the Ciroc <laughs> profit. Right. Yeah. It must be the Ciroc commercials. Him. Yeah, I've seen him pop up in the commercials. That one commercial they had together was fire. The birthday one, like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that must be where the money comes from. You're right. Mm-hmm. Ciroc. All right, so let's get into it, man. Joker. Oh, you want me to play your oh. gym first? Uh yeah, let's come back. All right, all right. You can play the gym. All right. Um. Yeah, we I mean, we don't need to say anything about it. Eighty eight rising. Listen to it. Listen to this. A little taste of yeah. it. Yeah. I 
could probably give it all to you on side Take your time, we can do this all night Fanny jacket on, you looking so right Oh, blade, I've been sipping on drunk Got me thinking about you every single time I'm alone, this should put me in a zone You can hear it in my tone You can tell me what you want, but I already know One shot, and you got me There ain't no you and I I get it, I get it, I admit I ain't in a pride Lost it when you had cried, this is how doves cry Anyway, back to business, life is so cinematic and optimistic Less aggressive with pursuit of women and I go the distance, but I know my limit I love the idea of a marriage, but I'm too specific and I'm too suspicious I like ghetto women with opinions, then I like a proper woman with a daddy pension And I'm of her features, so my children get it I'm in it just to win it, so I guess I want exquisite Such a nice touch. Yeah, he is. Yeah. So low keys, good fit. I wish he would get more like big features. Yeah. Cause I think he's he's very selective with like what he hops on though. Yeah. Seems like, which is a good thing. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You see, real quick uh, before we talk about Joker, the 
ASAP Rocky confession. Yeah. That uh, he so annoying. <laughs> the orgies when he was in middle school. That's wild, man. I mean, but what help is he expecting from that? <laughs> I mean, nah, nah, let me let me he, stop. Dude, he honestly he doesn't even act like a sex addict. He just he just seems like a guy who just loves having sex and has the opportunity to have it all the time. Yeah, it's not an addict. This is like you're not an addict, dude. No, he's not. <laughs> anyway, no need to deep dive that. <laughs> yeah, definitely no need. Um, all right, so Joker, Joker, Joaquin Phoenix. Uh oh, there's I don't even, man. I I watched this movie what a week ago I think at this point. Mm-hmm. A little over a week. I saw it three three or four days ago. Yeah. So, what was your initial? So you finished the movie. What was your first reaction? Like as soon as you, the movie ended, like what was literally the first thought you had about the movie? That's it. That's the, exactly you know what, I what I said. I came out of the theater. I came, I went with a couple friends of mine, and they were kind of like, they weren't really sure how they felt about uh-huh. it. I came out and I was like, dude, this is utter garbage. <laughs> what the fuck did I just watch? Yeah. Uh, it, the the only thing is, as time has gone on, I can acknowledge that it's a very well made movie. Like it's it progresses well it's edited well it's it's in theory an interesting storyline mm-hmm. uh but i i i gotta be honest i hated this movie <laughs> you hated it like, i i hated wow. it wow yeah i feel you it's it's so depressing it's so it's just nonsensical which is what they were going for but it just kind of, it killed, it killed the legend of what the Joker was. Yeah. Like, to me, the Joker, part of his, part of what made him so, like, lit was because you really didn't understand what the background is, what the motivation is. Yeah. It's just, it's just kind of, like, evil. Like, that's really his motivation. And the worst part is, well, for me, the movie didn't help explain it at all. <laughs> No, it didn't. It just made it more confusing, but it not in a yeah, good this, way. Yeah, this movie tries to kind of establish, like, why the Joker is who he is. And to me, it, it does such an awful job. Yeah. Like, you come out of this movie and, like, looking back on other Jokers and just his kind of storyline as a character, it's like, the explanation is just mental insanity. Yeah. Like at the end of you could you could overanalyze this movie how you want, but this movie is is primarily focused on mental illness. Yeah. And that's kind of what what the progression of his character is throughout the movie. Spoiler alert by the and way. If you, please tur- turn off the podcast if you haven't seen it. And if you've never seen if you've ever seen any Batman cartoon, movie, TV show, we already know Joker has mental illness. <laughs> right. Why do we need a whole two and a half hour that's movie exactly, to tell us that? That's exactly what my problem was. I'm like, like, I understand, like, this is an origin story, but this, I didn't need to see this. Mm-hmm. 
this is what like the his legend was. Right. I didn't need a bland, depressing movie about his breakdown. You know, his mental breakdown. Yeah. This movie, there's no, nothing happens in this movie like for a reason. Everything that kind of happens to him is is randomized. The dude, you know the um the guy, uh, I forgot his name, but the one on Gerard on Gotham. I think his name is Gerard. The Joker kid. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeremiah. Jeremiah. Well, like the, the actor or like the character yeah. name. His his story is way better than this movie. <laughs> way better. Way better. He did it for I'm, three I'm watching, episodes and it was better than this whole movie. Uh, I'm, cur- I'm currently watching season five and I was just like, st- when I started watching, I'm like, holy shit, this Joker is so much better. Because <laughs> even in the beginning where they talk about where you know when he becomes a Joker, like in the yeah. second season or whatever, it's yeah. way better than this movie. It's not even close. So much. I don't know, man. This I just hated how this movie approached the character. I did too. Yeah, and I just I hated you. You kind of ruined what he and is. it just got weirder and weirder, and you know, and weirder and weirder. And this movie, this movie is uncomfortable. And like again, they're trying to go for that, but this there were so many times when it didn't need to be uncomfortable. Yeah, and it was just it was, didn't add anything to the movie. And they wasted money putting Robert De Niro in there. Exactly, anybody could have been that character. Anybody, any average Patrick Wilson would have killed it <laughs> as that character. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just literally killed the, it. <laughs> yeah, the first have. name that ca- that the first name that came to my mind. Yeah, you're right, though. Yeah, I could picture any mediocre actor doing that role. I mean, yeah, and it just again, it doesn't make his his correlation with the the show of Robert De Niro's character is so it just doesn't make any sense. Right. Like he's a fan of the show, but then he like he's on the show. But you never really know if if he's actually when he when he thinks about shit. You never really know if it's real. Mm-hmm. And the movie just kind of falls back on oh, it's just insanity. Like it's just pure insanity. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I just and then, part of the reason I hated this movie as much as I did was because it fucked up the character and it was so depressing and just dragged out. Yeah, and then the, throwing uh, the dude in from Atlanta for no reason. Yeah, it, it was just like a lot of random actors. I feel like they tried to bait people into like seeing the movie because oh, this guy's in it, but he does nothing. <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix just snatches the paper out of his hand. That's all. That's the biggest thing he did in the whole movie. Yeah. Um, Zazie Beetz, same mm-hmm. thing. She, anyone could have unnecessary. Anyone could have done that. They could have had all people who have never acted before in their lives in Joaquin Phoenix, and a movie would have been the exact same movie. She was, she was my favorite part of the movie. It's easy. Just just because she's attractive, not because she <laughs> did anything. It's easy. And the mom story was like so. Like, all right, I don't want to be insensitive because I know there are some situations that are really like that. But it was so unnecessary for the Joker's situation to be like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, I don't, I don't want to spoil it too much, but 
the record, like all her boyfriends she's ever talked to just randomly beat him. And then uh, she would just watch or like, it, it just got so far like down this hole. I'm like, and then he just reads it like, okay, so what are we doing at this point? And now he's insane. He's been insane the whole movie. Yeah. I just... There was no, like, the thing is, even I get why they, I get that the story is supposed to be why he became insane, but he's, he was insane the entire movie. There was no point he where was he was insane wasn't. from the opening scene. Exactly. So like when he's doing his fucking weird laugh. Yeah. Like his forced laugh. His laugh cry. I'm like, oh my God, this is cringe. Yeah. I never, there was no part. No point, like turning point in the movie. It was just a constant, yeah, random activities, and and nothing really like the the, the like the events that play out as a result of the, his actions. Yeah, they don't. His actions don't feel like they cause things to happen. I think I know what you're saying, but elaborate a little like more. Like with the with the whole with the whole uh, like riot protest yeah. storyline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they make it seem like he's the catalyst, and it's a complete accident. Yeah, I didn't get that either. I even, I had to rewind, because I did bootleg it, it's easy. I had to rewind to um figure out why that even mattered. I was like, well, right. <laughs> I was like, what did he have to do with them all being in the masks? And then I was like, oh, okay, I see. But then no one really, like, knew it was because of him. Like right. it wasn't like when the Joker, even on the TV show, when the Joker did something, everyone like said it was because of the Joker, but no one yeah. said it was like specifically him. They just said it was because of that guy, that clown guy. When like um, like he never mattered in the movie is what I should say. Like the actual guy, um, you know, the actual character never mattered. Yeah, uh, but I, I get I it. Just, I guess that's part of the reason he went at insane. The, at the end of the movie, like they kind of save him and, and like bring him out on the hood of the car as like some de facto leader. Yeah, and that scene, I'm like, dude, nothing in this movie like brings it to this. No. there's no reason for him to just like lead these people into insanity. Mm-mm. He was just kind of isolated in his own world, and everything that happened didn't like it. Didn't really feel like he was a part of anything. There was no large scale event, and and there was all these annoying, pretentious scenes of him like dancing and doing dumb shit. Yeah, I'm like come on, man! Like you don't, you're making a fool out of him. He looked like a punk to me in the whole movie. Like I could never imagine him being a he villain, never, super villain. He was never menacing. No, he wasn't. And part of that is on Phoenix, but like Phoenix did a good job of going for the kind of crazy they wanted. Yeah, like he was just a cringe the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like he never really even he had like a couple moments when you could they're kind of foreshadowing his breakdown. Yeah, and I'm, I was just like, like this is not the right way of of setting these kinds of scenes up. And he really wasn't even all that strategic. To, not he wasn't at all to be the strategic joker 
who is two steps ahead, three steps right. ahead, and if you find that third step, he's already three more steps ahead. And I mean, I didn't see that in the movie at all. He stumbles into a protest like an idiot. Like yeah, no logical. I just I and, don't know, man. I I just had a different idea for what this character should be. Nothing was calculated. Like everything kind of happened off the cuff. Like, um, they're just random. When he stabbed the dude at the end, like yeah, he wasn't like preparing to stab him. He just stepped to him and he just stabbed him. It wasn't like you know. I don't know, man. I just when I watch Batman and when I read Batman and everything, I always thought the Joker always had a plan, and this Joker never had a plan the whole movie. The only thing I think he knew he was gonna do before he did it was take the folder from the dude from Atlanta, and that's it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's there was a couple of scenes I wanted to walk out of the movie. <laughs> Specifically, when he kills the dudes on the subway, and then he comes in to fuck uh, Zazzy Beats. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is... And at that point, at that point, the movie was already, like, long, because it really drags out his beginning. Yeah, it does. And then it's already long, and now you're just in complete insanity. And shortly later, I figured out the twist that she wasn't real. Yeah. Uh, But... Up until that point, I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> and they had to show every detail. Him brushing his teeth and, like, him... Every time he changed, he had to stop looking at himself in the mirror for ten minutes and, like... Yeah, it was just so long. This movie is only, like, two hours. It was one of the longest two hours of my life. Yeah. It's really only, I like, mean, an hour and ten minutes worth of content in there. Right. Tops. They could have deleted... 50 minutes of of scenes and it, I would have got the same effects from it. Wouldn't have missed anything. Honestly, watching this movie, watching this movie, I'm like, dude, there's no explanation for why he's a functioning like individual in society. There's no like he should have been outcast by everyone. And they went way over budget for no reason. And I totally agree with you by the way. It it doesn't make any sense. He should have been long institutionalized way before this movie even started. Like he's sitting there being a complete psycho, and like first the the his like doctor doesn't care. None of the people he's around like they just kind of brush it off as oh he's weird. Mm-hmm. Like bro, what is the fact that when he came up in the the comedy club to perform. Yeah. I'm like, dude, no group of people would sit there and allow this guy to just like be a complete maniac. No, he would have got taken off the stage. People get taken off the stage for less. Yeah. People get taken off for like an offensive joke. Right. And this guy's out here just creeping people out. (laughs) Come on. Right. Yeah. And that whole scene of, at the end of him in the talk show, like, I didn't know he was going to shoot him in the head. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, like, that whole scene was just just uncomfortable. It wasn't good. Like, this movie's not as intense as it, like, tries to be. It's not. And, you know, I, I think that in, you know, another universe, the real Joker, it, it just would have been... 
He just ha- was not badass at all. Not and at all. the Joker I like is badass. And the thing is, I don't know why someone didn't just in Joker, this Joker in this movie. They, I don't know why he didn't just get killed on the bus he that died day. On he like, was tripping like several occasions. Yeah, and the bus, the first time on the bus, when he wasn't laughing, but they accused mm-hmm. him of laughing. Remember that? Yeah. They should have just. <laughs> In real life, he would have got killed right there <laughs> right. for the stuff he was okay. doing, being mad disrespectful. I mean, I don't know, man. It, I, what I was saying, they went way over budget. Like I said, they could have, they didn't need any of these top actors, top billing actors to be in this. They could have got people from the local theater department to be in this movie with Joaquin Phoenix, and it would have been the same movie. They probably could have done better with effects or something. Yeah. And this movie, honestly, I think this movie hides behind of like, like mental illness is is like kind of an unexplainable issue in a way. Yeah. And this movie just went for all this random shit, and that it kind of falls back on like we're you know we're looking at mental illness, and that's what it looks like. Like nurture over nature. Like, yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I agree. Like, I, I thought the whole movie I was invested because I thought he would become the Joker, uh, like, that we know, right? The yeah. Logical, obviously insane, but, you know, makes smart decisions, like you said. Yeah. And that never happens. You never... He's never in control of anything in this movie. No, he's not. Nothing. He's just... He's just around being weird as fuck. Yeah, he is. Like, this movie's honestly about a guy who's just weird as fuck. (laughs) And he just goes about his life. It really is. And he just, you know, gets so frustrated, he just starts killing some guys. Right. If you strip down all the insanity and Joker, this is a really boring movie. Of course. If this wasn't Joker, this movie would be trash. Uh, absolutely. It would be hot garbage. It would have been probably the worst movie of the year and worst movie of Joaquin's Fe- Joaquin Phoenix's career if it wasn't the Joker. So, um, he just he wasn't a, he wasn't I don't know, he just wasn't who I was expecting as a Joker. Yeah. But he again, like None of none of the movie's problems to me are on him because I thought like he did a good job for what they're trying to do. Yeah. Like the actor can't make your movie. You still got to write the movie. You still got to create logical situations, uh, just things that make sense and they just didn't do Yeah, that. because at the end of the day, the director could cut everything the actor wants to do with the character out. Right. If if he wanted to be something with the character, the director says no, that's not it. He got to do, you know, what the director said at the end of the day. So it is the writing, it's the directing, it's the, that kind of stuff is, you know, what the problem is. And I, hot take alert, I take Jared Leto's Joker over this guy all day, every day. Dude, I just, I just caught Suicide Squad on TV the other day. And like, it was like in the middle of the movie and Joker, like one of his scenes popped up. I'm like, dude, there is so much more depth. I wanted to see a in, movie with in, him so bad. In these individual scenes, and there's only like three of them yeah. in the whole movie, 
there's more depth than t- in any of this movie. That Joker is so fire to me. It, I know he's not like he's not Heath because Heath just did a great acting because it was longer. But I would yeah. much rather see a movie with that Joker, how he got how he is, the modern kind of the modern right. gangster. That I thought that was yeah. very interesting. And there was a good level of insanity to it. Of her. course. Like they you you add the insanity with the like the evil. Yeah. And this is just insanity. There's nothing else. There's no there's no intention of anything. I thought putting the tattoos and the grill and stuff was a nice well, I mean I didn't like it, but them making him modern I thought was very interesting. I would have yeah. liked to see how they modernized it in full length, not how they made him a 50-year-old man and, you know, he after this he's supposed to be the Joker. Right. Joaquin Phoenix is the oldest Joker. At this point, like he's probably like the oldest actor to play Joker. Yeah, I mean Nicholson was in his prime back then. <laughs> right. I mean they're probably close. But I think Joaquin probably has him by a couple years than where Nicholson was at that time. La- uh, probably last point, but I, I, the other time I wanted to walk out was at the end when they... This movie has the audacity, the fucking nerve to make a fucking Batman connection at the end of the movie. Yeah. I, I was like, are you fuck? Like, I seriously wanted to swear in the theater. <laughs> Like I turn, I turn to my friend. I'm like, are you, are you fucking serious? Like they, they're gonna dare connect this nonsense, this completely random series of situations. Not only does the connection make no sense whatsoever, no. and you just you, like it's the end of the movie, as if it's just like this perfect connection, and now the movie's complete. That man would have killed Joker, this Joker, if. Bru- Cheeky Bruce Wayne would have killed Joker. Yeah, Gotham Bruce Wayne would have fucking killed this Joker. <laughs> the kids, Bruce. Season season one. <laughs> yeah. Or uh, what was the season four? He got his first body. Yeah, yeah it would have been over for Joker. Selena Kyle really would have bodied Joker uh, easily. One on one, hand to hand combat. She would have taken him. Mm- Nigma's weird ass would have got oh, him. For sure. Nigma's better at being crazy than Joaquin Phoenix. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> now we're just finding new ways to talk about how bad it is. It is bad, though. It's terrible. It better I not hate, win any that... awards. I'm never watching an uh, awards fuck show. No. I'm never I hope taking the awards n- into account ever again. I never want to see this. Whatever this Joker story is, I never want to see this shit again. Yeah, me neither. A sequel? I I heard some shit about them making a potential sequel to this snooze fest. And this movie, not only is this movie boring, it's honestly, it's not that violent. It's not violent at all, really, to me. There's there there's the one scene in the house of him kind of beating the shit out of his old coworker. Yeah. And that was that was it. Yeah. Nothing else in this movie is like visceral. You don't really, you, again, there's no fear. It's just, like, he just stat the guys on the subway, he just shoots them. Yeah. 
Like, he just casually shoots them. I'm like, all right, he doesn't snap. Like, he just shoots them and leaves. And th- this movie will have you believe that he continues to be what he is for a little while after that. Yeah. Shit sucks. Don't go watch it. I, I'm, there's nothing, there's no controversy in this movie. No, there's not. I, I understand why people are mad. This movie is encouraging violence, but the problem is the movie fucking sucks. There's no explanation for any of the violence. There's no reasoning for it. Yeah. Just it's a complete mess. <laughs> um, <laughs> real quick, <laughs> are you still watching the game? Yeah. Did you see the commercial for that Jason Momoa show? Did it come up for you? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How many times are they gonna make Jason Momoa the same person in these movies? <laughs> That's tough. <laughs> Typecast like shit. He's going to be a Viking or a water outdoorsman in every movie. That's, yeah. He's a good actor, too. He is. Like, Aquaman really showed me that he's a capable actor. He's never going to be nothing but a Viking or Aquaman. That's so disrespectful. Or, um, Native if, American. If Batista, if Batista could get, like, real roles. Yeah. Like, Batista was just in a comedy. Mm-hmm. That what I heard was actually pretty good. And Jason Momoa and, had some and, funny moments in Aquaman. Right. Momoa's... De- he at least deserves a chance. Yeah. So, but. Speaking of... Uh, <laughs> Momoa, he's... Um, Zoe Kravitz's stepdad, isn't he? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he is. Shout out to Zoe Kravitz for being cast as Batwoman. Uh, uh, Catwoman. I mean, Catwoman. Yeah. What do you Catwoman. think? You, are you going to see it now? I like it. I mean, <laughs> I'm going to go see it either way. Yeah. Because I like Matt Reeves a lot. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I'm... I'm but if, if the Batman movie... Like, I don't care what they do up until the Batman movie at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, if the Batman movie's not good... Scrap everything. <laughs> Start completely fresh. Yeah. It's been DC has been a fucking mess. We're still we're nowhere near the Flash movie. Where is that? I'm telling you, man. They need to put the real the show people on in the movies. Dude, I, I, honestly, like I don't like that idea, but it's better than what they've done. It's better because at least like people will know what they're about to go see. Like I'm sick of. I'm sick of being surprised every time a DC movie comes out. I don't like this this feeling of me not knowing what I'm walking into. I don't like that. I like it when I have an idea. Like when I saw The Last Avengers, although I didn't know the story, I knew who Tony Stark was going to be. I knew who Thor was going to be. You know, I knew everyone in the movie. But now I'm going, is it Ben Affleck? Is it Robert Pattinson? Now is it, um, you know, and I don't know who Superman is going to be next time. Gal Gadot isn't even sure if she's coming back from Wonder Woman after two. Like, I, I, don't, I don't like this shuffling of people every time. I don't know who the Flash no, is going to no be. stability. Who's the Flash going to no be? St- yeah, because Ezra Miller, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure, is gone. See, man. And the Flash already has his own issues because there's like ten Flashes, and I hate that about the Flash that there's not the same guy. Is yeah Barry? It's uh, 
what's the other one's name? Willie or Wally. It's Wally, Barry, and, and some other dude. DC, man, is just way out of control. It's going to take a lot it's to get them me- back. They're like a poorly run, like, sports organization. Yeah, they are. No, there's no long-term plan. It's Everything <laughs> is based off a of reaction. And they almost should let the let these characters have their own franchise. Like, Batman should just be Batman and shouldn't have nothing to do with DC. Like, let the Batman movies just go be Batman movies. Let the Supermans be their own thing. I just, I, I, I honestly, I don't think they think big enough in DC. Kind of how, you know how Marvel had... Um, Spider-Man over here and uh, and X-Men yeah. and then the Avengers, yeah. they did that. That's what DC should do. Like, let someone else have Batman. Let someone else have Superman. And then, but like, whatever. Like, the problem to me is when, when Avengers became a thing, like, even before it came out, you remember the hype? You remember how, like, big that movie was? Of course. Like, they, and you already saw a number of these characters... So you were excited for like what like what what are they gonna do? Yeah, there's none of if you if you put on paper yeah we're gonna make a Justice League movie we got Batman we got Wonder Woman Superman Cyborg and Flash and we're gonna make a mediocre forgettable FX movie. Oh, and by the way, the only one who's ever been the character before is Superman. Like that's the other thing that didn't make any sense. Uh, well, Ben was it for, you know, a half of the Batman-Superman movie. Yeah, another boring movie. Yeah, but no one else was ever the character. Exactly. So like, Why? Why do that? What a disaster. Yeah. Because now, now, like, and, and they've, like, tried to recover since by making good solo movies. But now, like, you're recovering. Now everything is more convoluted. Yeah, now you're, like, trying to force people to come see the movie. Like, you know, trying to give me bait to come see it. I don't want to see it. I already saw what I don't like about you guys. I'm really nervous about this Harley Quinn movie. That movie looks trash. Birds of Prey, I think it It looks trash. That's one of the worst trailers I've ever seen. (laughs) It is the worst trailer I've ever seen. It just looks I mean, like a mess. I don't like all the neon. I don't like the outfits. I don't like... I don't even like all the other people I see in there. It just looks weird. It looks like a disaster. It really does. But we haven't seen it yet, so let me stop. But I, I can't think of a movie where I really hated the trailer and ended up liking the movie. Thank God I didn't go watch uh, Gemini Man. <laughs> Why you say that? I'm hearing I'm hearing that thing is trash. Why do they keep hyping up these movies that are all really bad? This year has been like the hype bad movies up year. Just because it's been I don't I don't know I don't want to call it a slow year, but there haven't been as much like hype. Like, Avengers was the big one. Uh, and since then, I mean, Hobbs and Shaw was the only other, like, huge blockbusters. It, too, I guess. Hobbs and Shaw could have been hyped up more, in my opinion. And right. for some reason, they are hyping up Joker and, uh, and um, Gemini, man. And they 
you know, shit on Dark Phoenix. That's <laughs> insanity. Yeah. Insanity. That Joker is getting praise and Dark Phoenix, which is one of the better movies of the year, people are like completely throwing away. <laughs> Dark Phoenix is easily in my top five for this year. And I mean, yeah, they act like it's trash. I've, I don't have heard a movie get trashed more. In that, I mean, I've heard people trash Joker like now, but other than, um, I can't think of anything that's been getting trashed more than Dark Phoenix. Oh, X Men is done. Uh, yeah, it's over. <laughs> yeah, get X Men out of here. Uh, All these younger X Men recast, start over. Yeah, blow it up. Um, uh, James McAvoy yeah, but- is washed. <laughs> yeah, but D- but DC should just keep on going with what they're what's, doing. Um, what's uh Jonas's um what's her name? Turn Sophie. Sophie, Sophie Turner, Turner yeah. needs to stick to television. Like I've heard all right. kinds of stuff. Did you hear that too? Yeah. They killed Jennifer Lawrence uh too early. It was try- Jennifer Lawrence is my least favorite character in there. So I I was kind of glad she got off the low key. But then um the movie was the movie was great. I don't understand. And then Joker's movie of the year. Joaquin Phoenix's best performance. DC's done it again. Uh Academy Awards. You know. Come on, man. Uh uh-uh, if dude, if I read DC's done it again, <laughs> I would have punched my laptop. <laughs> DC's done it again. <laughs> Whoever wrote that should be banned from reviewing anything. (laughs) I swear I saw that. DC's done it again. Nonsense. And by the way, I need to let Suicide Squad go. Let it die. Yeah. One shot. I don't give a shit about any of them. Get it off. Dude, again. It goes back to I'm watching all like I'm watching Gotham, I'm watching Titans. Like you know what to do to make like the storylines good. Whoever's writing Titans should be writing the movies alone by themselves. It's just when when they've not so much focused on the characters and focused on kind of like separate storylines. Yeah. It, it gives them so much more freedom to add depth to the characters yeah. to make the story good. Yeah. I just hate it, man. DC is some of my favorite heroes. I mean, they're going to remake Batman every five years, and I'm, my dumbass is going to be like, oh, I'm excited for this one. Who are they going to cast next? Jonah Hill better not be the Penguin. I don't want to see Penguin ever again, actually. Penguin's like the lamest supervillain out of all of them. And to bring yeah. Batman, quote-unquote, back, he, they're going to use the Penguin? He just can't be the main one. Yeah, no. No. Because, I mean, Penguin does nothing. He can't even walk. And it's... Now, I get on the show. The show is good because it's not Batman. But... Yeah, Gotham is Yeah, different. in the movies, though, Batman... Come on, man. You can't kill the penguin. You can't get the penguin. 
Dude, even when I play like the Arkham games, the Batman games, yeah. that are fucking awesome, by the way. Yeah. Penguin was like the one. I start his mission. I'm like, all right, it's Penguin. It's easy. <laughs> I'm not even worried. Right. <laughs> like it's with Bane or like Joker. I'm like, oh shit. Like you know what's gonna happen. Yeah. With Penguin, I'm like, all right, I just gotta get there and get it done. That's yeah. It. Yeah. Nobody's worried about Penguin. And. If they fuck up Batman, like I, I'm, I'm never watching DC again. I don't care. Yeah. Like sh- I'm not banning shows because show like they've they have done really good with a number of the shows. Yeah, their shows are pretty uh, much. I mean, they they rarely miss on the shows, honestly. Yeah, but the stuff they've done with the movies uh, is disrespectful. But it's disrespectful to the people who write fire for their shows. That they have these terrible writers in the movies. I don't understand. How do you have great writers on TV shows and you have like nine TV shows that all are pretty good writing and then you come out with a movie that sucks? That doesn't make sense. Like, you don't have confidence in the good writers you have? Use them for the movies. Let them get a let them get their paycheck. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing over there. It's wild. Suicide Squad was like a bad DJ Khaled album. <laughs> just a bunch of random people on the same thing. Like he was just, he didn't listen to the verses or listen to the beat. He just said, I want Quavo, Chance, Biebs, Drake, and J. Cole on one song. That's basically what they did in Suicide Squad. Yeah. They put all these fire Real- actors. You know what I noticed rewatching it is uh, the movie opens like pretty stupid. Oh, what? Like it open it opens and it just throws the characters in your face. Yeah. Like Waller is just like discussing every character and the whole team, and there's no like there's no real missions for them to go on. They just go straight into the disaster. Yeah, and the it's crazy just- thing is they wouldn't. She formed the Suicide Squad, and then the, like, thing happened. After she, yeah. because she formed the Suicide Squad is why it happened. That's the right. dumbest part of it. Like, if she never formed the Suicide Squad, there would be no need for a Suicide Squad. Because, um, the, what's the witch's name? Black Witch or whatever. Yeah, they, if she villain villain X. If she never, they never brought her into the office. They never would have had a suit needed a Suicide Squad. Yep. I mean, it was dumb, man. It was a dumb movie. The casting was way out of control. Will Smith. Man, I've said it. I've said a lot about Will Smith over the. I'm tired of dude. I, Will Smith is all over. Like he has become a social media god. Yeah. And it is kind of making me sick, honestly. <laughs> Why you say that? Like, dude, he just seems so fake. He is fake. Which, you know, a lot of that is obviously he has to be. But he doesn't have like to he... be, though. I'm sick of that narrative. He doesn't have to be. I mean, his wife isn't. Which she is. But she, like, at least pretends like she's not. Will doesn't yeah. even bother pretending like he's not phony. <laughs> Which is wild to me. At least uh, Jada pretends like she's genuine on her red table talks. 
yeah. but obviously she says stuff for clickbait. But Will, I mean, I mean, really, my guy, Gemini man, <laughs> like really, you read you read that script. You you sat down, read the script, and like I gotta do this. Like, come on, what are you doing? Will just wanted to act with himself. That's how selfish he is. Then. <laughs> <laughs> Concussion is the best movie he's done in like ten years. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> well, you guess because it was just alright too. No, I mean he he's he has like gems and like disasters. Like he's got a healthy fixture of he both. Does, yeah. Like he's been great. Like I, I when I watched him in uh, Pursuit of Happiness, I'm like, oh my god! Like he's an all time great actor. Yeah. And then certain other times I watched him, I'm like, get him off my screen. <laughs> like, Wild Wild West? Dude, he should have been fine for that movie. <laughs> I liked Wild Wild West when I was a kid. But looking back, I know it was trash. But at the time, because I, I used to like the Wild Wild West, like the, uh, <laughs> I think like the Happy Meal toys were like the, yeah, remember that? Yeah, okay. The little gadgets? I mean... No, it was before my time because I moved to America oh, later. Oh, right, yeah. At the time, yeah, though, so. Wild Wild West was cool because the, the big spider thing they had at the end. Yeah, yeah. His song was lit. I remember oh, Wild Wild West is little... fire. It's one of his all-time greats, the song. Yeah. But, yeah, the movie's, the movie sucks. I, don't, I haven't watched I think, it since I, think... I was a kid at this point. I think Focus is the best he's been in the last 10 years. Mm. With Margot. Of course. Easy. I mean, like with not Suicide Squad, like really with Margo. I won't. I don't want to say she's flawless in her movies, but she's close for me. And for them to threaten that with Birds of Prey, is that what it's called? Yeah. Why is it called that, and not just called Harley Quinn? That's another question that I don't. Uh, I don't know, man. Let's wrap it up. I could bitch about DC till tomorrow. <laughs> Real quick, I wish Will would just go back to Men in Blacks. Honestly, I liked all the Men man, in Blacks. I ain't going that far. <laughs> I'm sick of him doing other movies. Men in Black was so fire. Both of them. His bitch. I like the third one. Oh too. yeah, I like Thurman. I like Thurman too, but it got a lot of hate for some reason. But I liked it. Uh. His bitch ass said, no, nah, I'm dumb with Men in Black, but I'll do another Bad Boys. Are you kidding bad me? Boys. No one asked for another Bad Boys. No, who the hell wanted another one? I don't know how a second one got made. <laughs> right, with Gabrielle Union. Everybody, everybody who watched that first movie in 2000 blank should be ashamed. Yeah. That mediocre ass shit got a sequel, and now we got another one. Like they're these, they're these comedy action legends coming back for one last ride. Yeah. Like I haven't seen Martin Lawrence in ten years, and I don't want to. <laughs> I haven't seen Martin Lawrence be funny, and like, I can't even remember. Welcome home, Roscoe Jenkins. <laughs> Was that his last one? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome home, Roscoe Jenkins. <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. That was like a decade ago. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, this is, I think some people. I remember died being in like middle out. school. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
man. But, but looking at Will Smith's track record, it, it's it's a very mixed bag. It is. We'll get into it. We need to get into a real Will Smith deep dive one of these days. Uh, maybe when we see Gemini, man. <laughs> or Bad yeah, Boys. Might as well wait for Bad Boys. Yeah, yeah, Bad Boys. <laughs> All right. Um, you good? Uh, yeah. All right. Um, anything coming out tomorrow? Um, music wise, I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Mm, release calendar. What's tomorrow? That's the 20th? 18th? Uh, 18th? 18th, I think. Nah. Becky G? <laughs> nah. I don't see anything. If something surprises us, we'll be ready. All right. Um, I'm going to close it out with a old Wale. Of course. Got to. Um, I might see Zombieland 2 this weekend. Okay. I wouldn't count on it, but I might. Okay. All right. Uh, Until next time. told you I wanted to talk to you, you know, you think I'm trying to holler at you, and maybe I am, but you wouldn't hear me out anyways, would you? <clears throat> Rather lose love than to move on, never knowing what it feel like, short days, long nights, by the phone, no call, need a clear mind cause I've been blind, got me going down that road, heart made a stone far away from home, black woman, cold. Every problem that you ever had with another man, I gotta face Started off on thin ice, I'm still here but I can't skate Slow sink, can't breathe, no remorse, don't think Listen to your friend, get another man for a minute, then repeat Queen, you deserve the title, but she rejects what I give Why she nursed the wounds by them, tried them, didn't work Got impossible standards, nothing I'ma do's gonna work Diary of a black girl Friends, man, cheat, cheat. Why not me? The same thing. She can't see in me what I see in her. This pain she inherit can't be reversed. I can even stay living in the shade of all the motherfuckers that played you. The irony in that is I ain't even that, but you put it in those pages. Wife, you deserve the label. You've been hurt before, so you saw and don't feel you able. Tried them, didn't work. Got impossible standards. Nothing that I ever do work. Diary of a black girl. I wonder why I sit and cry. Wish I could share all these.
irrelevant Just tell me that I ever meant anything Or that you could ever see me and you in another light But it's like the dark woman endures the darkest nights By the wrong men And mostly all of them have made you someone incapable of a first impression What I do is I channel my aggression with no cable or antenna Just intentions to impress you, if capable <laughs> Hoping that the material possessions can materialize to a better you Cause Nothing I drive can drive you out of this frame of mind with such an ugly picture in it And money, nothing I buy can buy me more time for your ears to tell your heart to listen to it Diamonds, a girl's best friend is what they say But believe me with the right allegiance, Charlie, you gon' shine anyways And every day that goes by, there's a couple more lines on her diary The day before is better than the present So anyone presented in her presence endures these life sentences No key for release, no reason to be around her mind's in the clouds, she writes it all down in her diary. Get 